Are we good? Yeah, All right. We're good. Okay. All right. That so the, the, main, the main button is broken. That's fine. Uh, now it's murder time. Now it's murder time. It's fine. <laughs> totally fine. Everything's fine. Getting yep. low on health there, John. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Welcome. Yeah, only 50 <laughs> HP left. Mm-hmm. We can get it. Mm-hmm. All right, everything's fine. It's all fixed now. Mm-hmm. Uh, tech problems, fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not great RPG. We're back for the city of Oshwamp. On brand. Yeah, everybody's here, and we're all alive. In real life, I can't speak for what's going to happen. Yeah. In the game, Friend. we're fine right now. Fine. Uh, mm-hmm. Paul's back. Mm-hmm. Hi, Paul. Lawrence is back. Mm-hmm. Hi, Lawrence. Or not Lawrence, rather. Not Lawrence. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Hello, not Lawrence. That's right. Yeah. Um, Anyway, we're going to go around the table, introduce ourselves, and then do a brief recap, and then jump into the action so we don't uh, delay any longer. Uh, I am Don, and in this one I play Ethier Revia. I'm not Lawrence, and I get to go before Paul this week, Mm -hmm. and I play Mm Alumla. I'm Paul, and I play Felix. (laughs) I'm Glenn, and I play Vorst. (laughs) I'm Sarah, and I play Retora. And I'm DJ, and I play... Ne- sorry, I'm Nesgrim, and I play DJ. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm Nesgrim, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just, so, I'm just <laughs> sorry. Nesgrim, and this is going to be bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, no! I'm, Nes- oh, no! I'm Nesgrim. Run. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I'm John, the Dungeon Master for the City of Oshwamp. Uh, last time on Scars of an Oracle, we went over to visit Naivara, and we had the conversation with her that... Resulted in her falling onto the floor, and then Ether leaned over to try to see what was going on with her. She was on the ground in a puddle of person, you know, still alive and everything, but, you know, obviously panicked. DJ, what better way to describe a, a sprawled-out person with flailing movements? I love how you knew exactly what thing I was like, that's an odd statement. <laughs> puddle I mean, of person. Puddle of person is definitively a pretty <laughs> odd statement. I would hope you wouldn't have been confused by anything else. <laughs> no, that's I my... hear it every day. <laughs> person. Person. That's my favorite grunge band. Oracle. Uh, yeah, so we attempted to calm her down. Uh, she screamed at us. Uh, Nesgrim contemplated drinking the potion, thought better of it. Well, the, the wine. Uh, thought better of it. She explained some more things that she's been through. She finally got to uh, some sense of mental stability to be able to explain some of the things with her. Ethier did see several spooky tattoos on her body in different locations. Uh, we saw the continuation of the scales, the black wing on her back of a decrepit, shredded, shredded mangled wing. Uh, we eventually concluded the conversation with Naivara when we brought up the idea of this cleansing ritual to assist Ritora and decided that it was worth far too much money and, you know, fuck that, because you can just die, I guess. It's fine. So <laughs> I mean, we don't have the money, so... You're not buying the gems! You have to find them! If we can't find them... <laughs> <laughs> okay. If we can't find them, we'll just sell Felix. Yeah. You can try. <laughs> I think someone else I think I could succeed. <laughs> you know, he's not ripe yet. He's still a little green. I think probably the inner sanctum would offer us more money for Ratora. I don't know if that's true. Have you seen how fucking green he is? I'll sell you before I sell Ratora. Mm-hmm. I'm not valuable. I'll sell you both. Someone ordered you. You're most definitely valuable. You were ordered. Like what? <laughs> He was ordered and he was probably already paid for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we concluded our conversation with Naivara. We went over and talked with a half-orc man to try to get Nesgrim's armor repaired. He told us that it was seven gold, and we decided, yeah, fuck that, we're poor. Uh, so we left that situation, and then we went over to Serafina to try to talk to her about the herbs. 
uh, and the cleansing ritual to assist Ratora. We had the horrifying situation in which Ratora tried to use her magic and then tried to use her wild shape, recognized that she was no longer in control of her wild shape as she continued to fail some wisdom saves for me, which was great. Uh, and when she tried to become a bear, she instead became a wonderful white wintery wolf. a cat. Oh, that's right. It was a cat, not which a bear. Which is much more horrifying to mm-hmm. have turn into a wolf instead. Yes. Uh, yeah. And we sat in the uh, bone tent for an hour and waited until the wild shape concluded and Ritora regained control of her mental faculties. Yeah, we went over to uh, Serafina. We talked about the cleansing ritual. We introduced ourselves as being uh, sent here on behalf of Iris to pursue this. We explained some of the things that we were looking for being, as described to us, some herbs. And we said that the gems were a little bit too expensive for us. Serafina was a little bit surprised. And suddenly Ritora, as we again said the name Delowin, saw... Right behind the shoulder of her good friend Desgrim. <laughs> I'm sorry. The figure of the defile, the face, turning towards Nesgrim and going to bite his head. And Ratora leapt forward to protect her friend once more, as always, and touched the thing. And you're mine now. Uh, the other five of you, goodbye. <laughs> oh, gonna have fun. Murder! Murder, murder, murder. <laughs> you just hear that chanting in the office while we're playing. Murder, 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 all oh, Sarah. I've never been in here by myself. Good luck. Uh huh. <laughs> have a good time. That felt sarcastic. Oh, you'll have a great time. It's fine. Cool. Hi, John. How are you, Sarah? Forgive doing, me in doing, advance. Doing great. That's good. You find yourself, as you again collided with this thing, as you touched the area of the skeletal portion of the lower jaws Mm -hmm. of the mask as you leapt, and you feel yourself suddenly, as though you strike the surface of water, that hard contact, and you feel yourself plummet through. Again, I always use the description of a vacuous space because it feels suddenly like you're weightless, as though there is nothing around you. You feel this pervasive sense of of gloom and uncertainty as you hold these fangs protruding out from this wolf and you fall as you hold it and you feel yourself contact a flat surface and as I've described in visions before where you feel as though you're standing on a floor but all you see around you is darkness you see consistent whiffs, wisps of this ethereal grayish smoke around you and you see this figure laying on its back beneath you as you hold these fangs. And you realize that you are on top of the figure of a woman. You can see that she stands about six foot two. She is incredibly toned and muscular. She's got dark bronzer colored skin. I would say equated to like the darker parts of the the sponging that you did on the walls Mm -hmm. here. You can see that along the the upper portions of her incredibly toned and muscular biceps and triceps, she has swirling tribal tattoos. You see these bright, violet eyes behind this mask, and you are hit with this overwhelmingly potent odor of decaying, rotting flesh emanating from the area around her eyes. In terms of what she is wearing, you can see that she's got this incredibly 
brilliantly pure white, clean wolf-lined fur cloak. You can see that the hood kind of is gathered around, almost like a pillow, rumpled around the back of her head. You can see that she has tightly pulled back, very dark brown hair, almost akin to your own. And you can see that she's wearing this light gray, kind of tattered and ripped, old-looking shirt that it covers her nicely. It looks like it's incredibly fitting, and you can even see the definition in the muscles of her her stomach, like her abdomen, and as you're on top of her, she feels like ground against your skin. Like, dense, tone, and firm. And you are just holding these tusks, and these beautiful violet eyes are looking up at you. Who are you? Can you see me? Yes. I can see you. And you feel these arms begin to curl around your body and embrace you. They wrap kind of around the lower parts of your shoulder, around where your ribs are, and you feel these tight, coiling arms clutch you closely, holding you to her. I can feel you. Who are you? My name is Camilla. So with K or C? C. Where are you? Where, where are we? I don't know. I'm bound here. I, I try to reach, and I only feel fragments of ash, of warmth, and then cold. How but did you get here? I feel you now. I don't know who placed me here. The talks of Camilla's story. Mm-hmm. I believe you were present when Vorce did say that it is in something related to the founder of his tribe. You also heard Iris say that as well talking about Camilla and how she betrayed Ostador, right? Mm -hmm. Other than that, I would have no connection Correct. of that being this, mm -hmm. this woman. Correct. How did I get here? I don't know. You... And she kind of pulls one of her hands down your shoulder, on your right shoulder, down your elbow, towards your wrist. And you feel her hand tightly grip around the exterior of your right hand and turns your palm over. And that same cantankerous odor of rot and ash exudes out strongly, and you see wisps once more, akin to these wisps here, and you recognize that this 
is comparable to what you've been seeing. You have the brand. What do you know about this? Plagues. A sickness that takes you from where you were. It robs you of your essence, of your life. And you watch as she pulls her other hand off of the other side of your body. And just around the edges of the lower part of this rotting flesh that has sunken into her skin, you see she wipes at this. It has stained me as well. Cursed. Defiled. Help me. Do you... What can I... Why was I able to see you? What do you mean, see me? There? Yes. Where you were? Where I stood. Why were you going to bite my friend? I was not. I wanted to see if I could feel him as I can feel you. Like ash you look to me when you are there. Silhouettes, shapes, fragments of voices that breach through. It took me. What did? A creature. And again, she, with a shaking hand, rubs her fingers along the exterior of this rotting flesh that is sewn and sunken into hers. It flayed my friends and robbed them of their life. Sowing their life and essence to it. And it tried to take me. But I fought it. What is it? I don't know. Something old. Wicked. Poisoned. It corrupts the woods. It has corrupted me. And as she pulls her hands away, it has taken so much from me. And she gently pushes you kind of off to the side of her, and you see her lean back away from you and sit upright, almost Indian style with her legs crossed, and she rests her elbows up and looks in front of her. It has taken things that I can't reclaim. My hands. Reach my hand. You reach your hand out? Yeah. Are you reaching your right hand out? Because you just did. 
Yeah, that's my dominant hand. I know. <laughs> and you watch as she slowly reaches her right hand out towards yours. And you feel as her skin touches yours in the area of this brand around it. You feel this dry, hard, almost rigid sensation of her skin. And as she wipes her hand away from you, you see this smoke, this ethereal nature around her simmer and sizzle away and smoke rises from it and you see a black claw stretching down, concluding in like a V midway through her wrist. I'm a monster now. Defiled. Taken. No control of my own. Can I help you? I need you to. What can you tell me? Anything? Far northeast of my woods. The dwarves called it Sabrak. S-A-B-R-A-K. It means broken or empty, but it is not empty. It lingers in that cave, sewn into the very walls, unable to leave its domain, bound still, too weak and vulnerable but strong enough. If it's bound, how does it continue? To spread? It calls people home. My companions and I hunted those woods and tracked a vile creature plagued We wanted to stop any spread, and we tracked this wolf to the mouth of this cave, and we heard something call to us from inside of it. And as we found the wolf, amidst soiled black earth, we watched it Oil from inside and fall apart, almost liquefied, returned to the black Icarus earth that resists that exists there, and then we saw it embedded into the walls of the cavern, this horrible odor. A dark black sap dripping from the bones and then vines from below the earth grabbed my friends and pulled them to it.
but our weapons could do nothing to it. The axe head split, the sword bent and shattered, and I watched them beg for mercy, only to be stripped alive. How did you escape? I bit its face, and she just gestures towards the skull. And it honored me, thinking that someday my flesh would be the right vessel for it. It marked me so I cannot hide. It always knows where I am, even here, lost in an empty world. Does it know where I am as well then? Yes. And she gestures to the hole in your hand. Do you know of any way I can stop this? My shamans would have been able to help you, but I have not been for some time. And I fear that you are unable to kill it as I was unable to destroy it. When I bit it, I felt it enter my body and my blood. And I fell dying to the ground at its feet and vines coiled around my arms and took them. I watched as its sinuous mouth opened and from inside fell these claws and the vines sewed them to my flesh. I fear the changes that it will make to you if you do not remove that mark. You need to be purified and there is still hope for you as you are not as I was too close to it. Your distance has kept you safe for now. Are you familiar with any of these cleansing rituals? 
We have been told of one option, but the price might be might be great. I think any price in coin is worth your life. It's not coin. My companions would have to give up something. What that is, I Bondings. do not know. Interesting. Sometimes to purify the magic of one, others must adorn it with the pure magics that they possess. I fear what they might lose. As do I. But I fear what you will become if you lose yourself entirely. And she again gestures to the fucking claws on her that are her hands now. The fate might be much worse for you. Don, change the fucking (laughs) hobbit! Do you know how to do it? <laughs> Thank you. Would I be a danger to others? It is a danger to others. And as I have been to you, a danger. The same way. Unwilling, but still a danger. Do you know its name? No. I know that it drives others to worship it. The orcs call him the Rotting One. It seeks to be reborn, to reclaim its former power here. Power that I do not want to gift to it, but I fear that it will find me. I fear that they know where to look for me. I know the orcs slaughtered my tribe thinking I might have returned, and it is for that reason that I never stayed there. I did not want this odor to be a sign a beacon for it to find me seems first I must save myself yes once I do that can I save you I don't know. I don't know what there is left of me to even save. I don't know if I'm real or not. 
or if this is simply the only world that I will ever again know. Ash and emptiness, a prison. Do I have any of my belongings hmm? with me? Yeah. You have all of your things. Which isn't much. Mm-hmm. Really not much. Mm-hmm. I have a plain dagger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have, let's, I have leather armor as well? Am I able to take a piece off of my armor? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do that and... Yeah, you have a scrap of leather. Mm -hmm. leather. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use my dagger to carve something okay. unique. Like a symbol? A symbol. Okay. Yep. Into it. Okay. And I'm going to hand it to hand her. Hand it to her. Yeah. She takes it. I'm... Confused, I'm sorry. I don't think I can do it now, but... Keep this, and I will try my best to find you again. Thank you. Forgive me for what I do. It does not seem to be you doing it. I hope not. Seems I... we might be the same. Yes. I hope my friends forgive me for what I can't control. I hope the same. I can promise you nothing. I can promise you only that there is hope. There is always hope. Even in the darkest places, I did not die in that cave. Even if I was chosen by something to be a pawn in its plan, perhaps someday I will no longer be a pawn. I'll do my best to see that happen for you. You watch as she just pulls this little scrap of leather that you've given her. You must go back. It seems I have some work to do. Cutting my hand off wouldn't do anything, right? 
No. I've thought about it a few times. It is in your blood. It is already inside of you, growing. Not just visibly. Its influence over you will become more powerful over time, and it will become harder for you to resist. Until even the simplest of actions are no longer exclusively in your control. I don't know weeks or months. But not long, child. You must hurry. She reaches out for your right hand once more. My left hand, I'm just going to touch her face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, around like mm-hmm. the, the area of the wolf. As you run your fingers along it and put your palm against it, you feel areas in which it's obviously chipped and fractured. And as you feel it, it it's like rough and pierced mm-hmm. against you. Sorry. Um, as I said, I bit it and it bit stronger than these bones. You survived? Yes. That's something. I think so, too. And I think you, and she takes your right hand and exposes your palm, Mm -hmm. will also survive. And you feel her scrape a line horizontally into the blackness in your palm with the extruding, like, exposed talons of these black claws, and you feel something rip inside of your chest. Unfortunately, pain is the only way to awake, and you feel yourself (gasps) take a breath and goodbye. Send everyone else in. See, not so bad. No. I'm not horrible. (laughs) Not the worst person. It's fine. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> she is so dead. Really? No. Yes. What? No. Uh, do we need to open? Yeah, yeah. But yes. No. But yes. What do you mean? I'm not gonna tell you. I'm not gonna tell you. You're not. You're not there. I know. <laughs> you're not her. Yeah, you're not her. You'll just get to enjoy that worry for now. Great. Mhm. Mhm. Oh. All right. So yeah, y'all are still standing here as you watch as Ritora suddenly looks towards Nesgrim, gestures in the direction of something behind you, leaps, you step aside, she looks as though she hits something, and is gone. And you're all standing here in the bottom floor of Seraphina's Finest, as she just looks in the direction of her leaping and does not see her land. You all have some very weird explaining to do. I don't know what just happened to your friend. Was she not real? Illusion? Something? She's real. She's very real. What did you do? 
What did I do? She pointed at you. I didn't do anything. I dove out of the way. Do you think she saw it again? I'm maybe. Saw it again? She's been having hallucinations? Yes, I understand that this would probably be associated with the cleansing ritual you guys are here for. Right. I know that it's her. Yes. Yes. I'll walk over towards the area where she... Yeah. As you look, you see no indication of her in this area. Yeah. Yeah. You feel around and you feel nothing in this area whatsoever. I'm going to go for that sniff check. No signs of Retora, just a lingering odor of where she was. Uh... Anything forced? She's gone. Well, that is not good. Definitively not good. Not at all. Uh, yeah, so, so, like, what, what, what's happening? Why are you... I... I don't think we know. That's not good. <laughs> Felix, anything? Any thoughts on... No? Uh, thoughts on where... What that might have been. I mean, I'll tell you outright, as an individual that would have studied, again, in equating it to existence of other areas and knowing that things can project in, the and assumption would be can pull out. Mm-hmm. So, would I make that assumption with a place, or...? Not specifically. A, you would associate it a with... Being. A being. A being or something has done something, and that's why she's gone. Because in your eyes... The existence of these other locations would have the indication of something at that present right. area. There's no indication of a, a, a temporal temporal bridge or anything right. that would give you the indication. So it's like, something did something to her. Actively did something. Okay. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't associate it with like, oh, maybe she stumbled through some sort of portal. Correct, yeah. Because it's not here. Correct. Uh, uh, so something may have t- taken her uh, it, d- difficult to be sure but I'm just gonna shrug yes this has been my shop for several years and I've never had a person walk into that corner and just leave just gone I, I do not think it has to do with the corner specifically I think there may have been something there uh, apologies and you brought if you... it into my shop we are unsure of where else to go. And we didn't do so intentionally. We did not know she was being, I guess, followed? Stalked? Stalked is a good word. Yes, it, it is. And not good. <laughs> no, no. And definitely not. Very bad. I can assure you if we had known, we would not have brought her in. We would have come alone. I. Did he not ask if she saw it again? Does, does that not mean that she's been seeing it? We... Not frequently. We didn't know it could interact that, that way. Right, we thought it would, was just a vision, a hallucination of... A, a watcher. All right. Um, well... I, um, I clearly cannot bring your friend back from a place that I don't know. I understand. Um, apologies if you mentioned this, Arati. How long have you known Naivara? Naivara? Well, I've been in the city about eight years now, and met her quite quickly after my arrival. She was quite kind. 
Uh, did she approach you, or did you have just happen across well, I her? I found her while I was in the promenade during the Esther, and she seemed wonderful, charming and witty, and I was immediately drawn to her. That introduced me to her other friends at Grellis, and I've happily been a part of that group. So you are friends with uh, the owner of the tavern? Yes. Okay. Um, we are also friends with uh, with Luna and Faye and the others. Yes, I would assume that that was why you were sent to me for this thing that you desperately need, as opposed to any other. Yes. Um, herbalist or apothecary like Adrian. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> Uh, we are concerned that we may have inadvertently stumbled across some sort of ancient prophecy. Pardon me. I assume, knowing the others, you know Iris? I've briefly met Iris a few times. Uh, she's typically quite busy. <laughs> that she is? You had made a mention of knowing Nivara's previous careers. Yes, uh, some of the nights in which she's a little bit more rowdy, she uh, shares fragments of memories. What kind of things has she shared with you? Not things to be discussed. Openly, or in areas like this. Or in light of a person just disappearing. Yes, because we just verified that it can interact, and I don't know if it's still here, and I don't want it to know. It's understandable. So, please, okay. um... Well, um, I, I appreciate the information you gave us on the herbs. I need to tell you the herbs. <laughs> I thought... Oh, I did tell you the herbs, yeah. you're correct, yes. It was the gems that you were not told yet. Yep. Just gaslight Nazgur. <laughs> <laughs> what herbs? Mm -hmm. This is um, a rock herbs. shop. <laughs> Would you mind telling us about the gems required? I do not know them. Navara knows the That's gems. That's correct, right. That's and right. I do have this medicine for her as well. Yes. Uh, I, I suppose you don't have any sort of uh, potions or anything of that nature that may allow one to see another place such as where our friend may have, may be I do not know of such potions sadly um, I imagine that there might be magics that are possible but none that I possess uh, I, it's not that I'm necessarily new at this but it's only been a, a, a few years family trade Uh, you're, you're, you said your family has done this before? Yes. In the city or, or elsewhere? No, I, I moved here. Well, I know that you did, but I, I did not know if your family... No, I came here alone. Okay. Um, where are you from, if you do not mind me asking? South of the Felrast. Okay. I am as well. Yes. Many places. Big world. Indeed. Um, but there was purpose for me here. 
There was for me too. Interesting. Is there no longer? Purpose for me here? No, there are many things that I assist Nivara with and Luna. Um, drinks, I suppose you could say. Mm. Sometimes uh, consultations do come up in which questions are things that I can answer. Do you happen to know what herbs go into her ale? Yes. We've uh, also had some interest in trying to procure some of those herbs for her, given that her current stock of ale is running low. Would you mind for giving us a list of herbs to collect for that as well? Well, you're out in the Felwood? Or wherever they can be gathered from. Most of them are. Uh, again, that is typically where Corrin ventures out to, to procure the herbs. Right, yes. Um, we are good friends with Corrin as well. Yes, very lovely man. Indeed. Uh, once you get to know him. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. So many herbs. Herb usage page. Agonizing, agonizing. So much. Uh huh. I mean. <laughs> oh my god. Lord. It's fine. <laughs> you did it to yourself. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Retora started the fire. you. I don't think it was me. Uh, okay. So, Malo. Bowen's flower. Sap from the Bija tree. B-I-J-A. I will tell you, Don, you have not encountered these so far in your times out in the Fellwood. Okay. Crispy leaf. <laughs> it's literally exactly how it sounds. It's a very crispy leaf. Uh, My favorite to step on. Crunch. He did tell us Widow's Whale was an herb required. Mm hmm. One of them is actually, you're going to find it already, uh, Turris, T-U-R-I-S. You need more of that sap for that. So if you're going to want to bring back ailment, you're going to need a lot of that. <laughs> a lot of Turris? Yeah, T-U-R-I-S. Because we need it for the... Cleansing ritual. Cleansing yeah. ritual, and she mm -hmm. asked us to bring it back. And she asked for right? So, like, that's what I mean. That's the one, the, the, the trees that exist in the outer reaches of the Snowy Mountains. On plateaus, if I remember right. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's again why Corrin goes out, because, you know, he's not really going to die to the cold. In the Felfarthen, right? Near Felfarthen, yes. Yeah. And the amounts of those? I mean, as much as you can fucking get, effectively. If, yeah. like, if it's, we're trying to bring back what you need to make the ailment, it's bring back as much of that shit as you can, because, like, that's why Corrin was typically going out monthly. Right. 
because it's like a it's like a two day three day thing, and he would go out and come back with as you guys saw when he brought like the fucking donkey back. He had fucking bags where they were falling out of the bags. Right. Um. And then descriptions of all those if there's some if she has them. You said I haven't seen Bowen's Leaf? No, you've seen Bowen's Leaf. Okay. You have not seen Bija Tree. <laughs> got it. Okay, I wasn't sure if you meant all of them were... Okay, got it. Yeah. yeah. The hot yeah. sign's on. You know what Bowen's Leaf looks like, Don. Yeah, because I use it for my ritual. Uh, Bija Trees are... Not that one. Not that one. Not that one. Like that middle one. Ooh. Mm. It's kind of like a pine tree. Correct. Smaller, though. It's a conifer. Mm hmm. Like Correct. A, right? I even have pictures of the fucking trees! <laughs> tree pictures. <laughs> like tree pictures. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah, you gotta that's, find. That's got a different context now. Mm hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> local trees. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My ascension. <laughs> Arborsonly.com. <laughs> Don, while you're out there, can you yell for Lawrence? Yeah. Because I require my friend. I'm right here, John. <laughs> he said friend, not thrall. <laughs> Damn it. I get the whips. Can I be both? <clears throat> Thralls oh. with benefits. Hi, it's Nesgrim, your friendly neighborhood slave. <laughs> Take me home. Thralls with benefits. Yeah, so I'm gonna tell you guys that you uh hear the door fucking open. You hear some footsteps coming on downstairs. <clears throat> and uh I'll say that that is occurring as the description of those herbs is given to you. Cool. Turn around as I hear the footsteps. Yeah, I mean you see, you know, the typical black boots. Hand on sword, just <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, you hear Serafina conclude with the description of that tree. And you hear your friends. Good afternoon, Serafina. Oh, he- hello. Oh, hello, gentlemen. Good to see you again. I see the others have made it. Where is... It's... it, it is bad. It's hard to explain. <laughs> I've only been gone for a few hours. She dove towards Nesgrim after seeing something. Uh, and I just kind of like look at. I give Yalom Low the the mm-hmm. like uh oh eyes. What are you saying? Thank you, Lita. Did Yes, but Ratora is not she here. She vanished. Oh. When she dove towards Nesgrim. That's not good. New. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very bad. I'm glad I was able to move out of the way. She might have pulled me with her. You couldn't have, like, held on to her or something? There, she dove out of nowhere. Yeah. That's like... Well, see, I mean... thing. <laughs> Fair. You can't s- stop someone that wants to... It's fine, whatever. ...harm themselves. <laughs> but yes, she's, uh, gone somewhere. 
<laughs> we don't know where. Did she... You still have the dagger? And I'll take the pouch from my side, open it up, and elevate it out. Yeah. You hover the dagger. Still here. Okay. But by all means, and I'll float it towards you. No, thank you. It's probably for the best she didn't have that with her. True. Yes. But, uh, we were able to gather information regarding the herbs we need for ailment from Serafina. She was kind enough to provide those. And you feel this sudden warmth in the corner where Ritora disappeared, and you get this incredibly potent sudden odor of ash and rotting, decrepit flesh. And you see her suddenly appear, sitting on the ground. Uh, Ritora! Hello? Are you okay? I'll pat you. She certainly looks all right. Come here. You look a little disheveled. You look a little like, oh my god! (laughs) Is that where she disappeared from? Yeah. Yes. Well, if it happens again, then we'll have to stay put. I suppose so. Uh, what happened? Uh, I'm just as concerned as you are. (laughs) I'll help you up. I'm just a shopkeeper. We know. Thank you very much for uh, your uh, for, for your assistance with the, uh, the, the our order. Thank you so much. Yes, simple order, regular, nice potions. I'll yes. leave this vial with our friend. Yes, they purchased that for Correct. their sick grandmother. Just be sure to pick it up from there later. I don't Come care on, about the vial. I'm going to kind of start to shuffle Retora out. Have good, a good one. Good, good, good Thank bye. You. Y- y- Come y- on, I must tend to your grandmother. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, Granny! <laughs> <laughs> Just run. <laughs> Why was that so sing song? Oh, Granny. Oh, Granny boy. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> and I quickly make my exit. <laughs> Just run. <laughs> I fucked this one up. <laughs> she had pigtails and everything. Damn it! As as we're walking by, I'll pull the dagger back into the pouch and yep. put it to my side. Oh yep. my god! Yeah, you guys quickly ascend the steps, the spirals. Find yourself at the landing on the height of the stairs. I'm already outside. What is going? Yeah, you guys step outside. I mean, well, I don't know where you guys want to go, but her, her implication is: please stop fucking talking about this shit here. <laughs> we have to go somewhere else. My shop again? Y- yes. Maybe the okay. comfort of the um, room. Perhaps we should figure out what else we need for this. We do need to go ritual? see Naivara again. Uh, if we could bring her the medicine, but I think. We need to talk and figure out what happened first, and then drop the medicine off. We do you think we should drop the medicine drop, off first? Drop it off for first. Okay. Um, while you do that, I, I actually have one last question for Serafina. I don't think she wants you back in there, Nesgrim. You can go if you want to go. I think, I'm not going to tell you you can't go. I think I should be okay. Um, okay. I think it may be other members of our company that she was more concerned about. 
Okay. Uh, I will hold the medicine in case you get consumed or something. Yes, it's a good idea. Here you Thank go. Thank you. Are you single? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me your location. <laughs> Where do you live? <laughs> Got any tables? So I'm going to head back into Yeah, Surfina. you begin descending the staircases once more, and the five of you, I'm assuming, are continuing the trek towards... Are we leaving him? Are we stopping at the tent first, or are we going directly to Nyara? That's up to you guys. Uh, Nyara. Nyara. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, yeah. You guys head over towards Nyara. Uh, you know, it's only the two streets down as you're passing through alleyways. Again, foot traffic in general, there seem to be guards uh, not really handling anything. It looks as though they're ensuring that people are keeping order and... You guys head back over to uh, Nivaras, and you're outside of the tent again. No real encounters or issues as you're traversing simply to through narrow passage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna head in. And you step inside. Everyone else, mm-hmm. stepping inside. You're gonna hold the tent door open for everybody. Yeah. yeah. And you guys step inside, and you can see that inside of Nivaras' shop, along <clears throat> how we have, as I described before. The very, you know, decorative-looking dark wood shelves that are laid into the, you know, wood linings. Um, you can see that they've got small little ornamental trinkets of very minuscule-sized fragments of various colored gems, like aquamarine and topaz and ruby, emerald. It looks as though they're very thin wire bracelets, things that look like they are well-made, but incredibly minimalist where there's very little actually laid into these. It almost looks as though these are discarded fragments or shards of things. Huh. And you can see that there are just, you know, about a dozen, maybe a little bit more, only a few occupying each shelf. And you can see that she is standing behind her counter, her rocking chair kind of pushed off to the side back by the door behind her. <clears throat> and she's standing here and looks at all of you as you enter. Oh, um, Wow. Everyone is back. It's so lovely to see you. Lovely to see you as well. Uh, yes. We have something for you. What do you have for um, me? From Serafina. I'm, I'm fine. Uh, she said that you need it. Very well. Um, takes it from you. I'll hold it for next time. If things get a little rowdier than I would have preferred, but... Okay. Quite comfortable at the moment, but thank you for delivering to me. I do genuinely appreciate it. I do not suppose that you have finished writing down the (coughs) gems that we spoke of earlier? Oh yes, the the few that are required for your friend's assistance? Yes. Indeed. Um, You need... 50 gold worth of crushed amber. Ten gold worth of frost agate. A hundred and fifty gold of crushed chrysoberyl. C H R Y S O B E R Y L. and about 250 gold worth of diamond dust.
she would hand you that note. Um, yes, uh, as for locations, um, forgive me, I slipped my mind to write them down. Um, but the amber can be found in the sap of some of the trees uh, east of the Felwood. Tourist trees typically are hardy and sturdy enough to be able to grow amber inside as the sap, the sap solidifies. Um, frost agate grows in small veins inside of the shattered shards in the mountains to the east. Uh, Chrysoberyl is typically towards the northeast edges of the Felwood. Uh, there are some pockets there that can be harvested. A bit of a tougher journey, right at the edges of the, the woods and the onset of the mountains. Uh, some ruined buildings will be your marker. And the diamond dust, well, ice diamonds are not the most difficult to procure. Uh, however, the value of them and the location is uh, um, in a bit of a, well, not treacherous, but open place, and sometimes things will see you. Uh, but you can find them out near Hunter's Folly, uh, the opening at the southeast corner of the Fellwood. They rise up in the waters, and you can simply net them out. Sometimes, though, it requires a... Uh, hmm. A bit of force to... the mountainsides to... quake. And release. So this way they float to the surface for you. But they are... crystalline and beautiful. A nice blue hue, and that is how you'll know. So they're trapped at the bottom otherwise? Typically, yes, uh, they do grow from the pressures of the mountains. Uh, that is why, again, uh, some, some quaking is needed. Okay. Uh, thank you very much for the information. Of course. Uh, always happy to help you, and if there's anything else that I can assist you with, I'm always ready for someone to browse my wares. If all you were here. Very quickly, what would you have asked Serafina? Um, Corin told us that Widow's Will can change depending on where it's grown. Hmm? Uh, where, sh what type of widow's whale should we be looking for, or where should we harvest it from for the ailment? She's gonna tell you that she doesn't know where he got it from. Gotcha. Okay, but I know where he got it from. Correct. So. Yeah. And then cool. you. Uh, uh, yep. Thanks. Bye. <clears throat> and then you hear as you're someone to browse my wares. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, my uh, incredibly charming friend, so <laughs> handsome and so brave. Oh, thank you. Yes, I, I heard you were speaking of me as well, so I came here as quickly as I could. Absolutely. I didn't want to miss a chance to browse your wares. No, and uh, I wouldn't want you to miss it either. Uh, you can see there are 
many luxurious luxurious things on display. See, I... see lots of beautiful things, yes. Could I interest you in one of them? Oh, you interest me. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> John, I rolled a 17 for insight. Mm-hmm. Is she just like... She's a very good salesman. Yeah. Oh, man. I rolled 100% for disgust. Um, I think that there are many things that I would love to wear as well that are quite beautiful that I would love for you to see me in someday. Absolutely. I'm gonna start to back out. <laughs> like, I don't need to be here Can for this. Set up for a bad 70s porno. I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna see myself out. I can't do it myself. I'm gonna just walk up and just pat him on the back. Yep. Come on. Thank you. Perhaps you could bring me an ice diamond. On a ring? I'm just pulling him backwards. <laughs> just slowly pulling him backwards. I would love it on a, a beautiful golden ring. Yes, please. I'll do my best. Have a lovely day, my good friends. You you as well, Naivara. Thank you. Yeah? You guys just... I just pull him out. Pull yes, him girl, out. Do you want to be worn like a coat? Yes. As relieving as it was that Ratora returned, I find it Quite the opposite that Nesgrim has returned. <laughs> we have never agreed on anything more <laughs> than this moment right now. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to start walking silently towards Ether's tent. I feel like you're agreeing with Envy. <laughs> I'm just going to flip you off as I walk away. <laughs> I'll take that. I don't really want the crazy one, man. <laughs> Boris, are, are we going to your room instead? Uh, whichever you would prefer. It might be safer in the basement than the tent. Thicker walls. Uh, Felix, going to the tavern. Is it, is it not the same direction? No. No, oh. his his shop is oh. northwest. Tavern is straight east across. I'll turn around. Yep. Cool. Yeah, you guys head over back towards Growlers. I'm going to tell you that it is now uh, like middle of the afternoon. Around like 1.32 p.m. Well, I mean, you know, lunch would be primarily over, and you would recall that this is around the time that she had before kicked people out to prep for dinner. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you that you don't know whether or not that that is definitively just a corn thing, or whether or not she just they're busy during that mm-hmm. time frame. I would tell you that you do know that. Well, uh, we do know if we are still planning to help Luna with her ale. We do know one of the ingredients can be retrieved from here in the city. Uh, I think maybe maybe best to retrieve them during the day. I don't suppose that, the, despite losing Ratora, that you were more successful in figuring out the other items we need for this ritual? Yes, yeah. Uh, if we you'd like, once we arrive back at the tavern, I can write you a list of them so you have them as well. Very well. And in the meantime, I'll just pass you my book. Perhaps we should discuss these things indoors instead of on the way. I mm-hmm. agree. Yes. You arrive back at Growlers. Uh, as you test the door, you can feel that it is currently locked, but the good boy. 
Do you need the herbs so now? Good. Lawrence, do you need them now or no? Okay. Now, is there, like, one person who, like, as soon as you unlock the door, is like, oh, we can go in now? Yeah, is there a bum outside? Yeah. That's a great question. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there's a bum outside. It's like, right. no. He just looks over. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, like, huddles back over. Do I recognize this bum? Yeah, it's uh, Barry the Bum. <laughs> okay. I, I'm just <laughs> Does he look familiar to me? Sure. No. Good. Not a bum that you've seen in your times walking the streets. You know, Barry's a drunk. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just tap him on the head. Burn Ether. Mm-hmm. Have a good one, Barry. Yeah. <laughs> They're watching. What? It's <laughs> 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 like, so weird. They're always watching. They're always watching, Barry. Yes, they're always watching. Come along, Ethan. I'm just going to walk right inside. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So we walk in. Yeah, you guys are standing in the foyer in the open area. You don't see anyone inside. Forced again, you know that they're uh, busy at this time of day doing some things. Prepping. Yep. Would you like to return to one of your rooms, perhaps, so we don't have to go through the kitchen? Bye. Okay. Sure. My, my room is fine. And I all I would know which room is yours, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, you guys ascend the stairs and I'm gonna, go mm-hmm. to Ethan's. I'm gonna go check the kitchen real quick to see if they need anything. <laughs> yeah, I you, still work here. You, you open the door <laughs> and check in, and you just see, um, you know, uh, the the familiar face of your wonderful baker friend <laughs> and Luna standing over, looking at him. Where's the fucking bread? <laughs> and he's like. <laughs> he just points at the necklace. <laughs> Do it! And then they look over at you. Oh, hey, Boris. Hi. You don't need anything from me? I... No, he's gonna make the fucking bread. Get out of here. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, oh. Everyone fine? No. Ah, oh, fucking. Why? Ah, <laughs> oh, whatever. They'll make it, right? <laughs> no. Just don't die. You you don't die. The rest, whatever. Okay. Just. <laughs> I don't want to have to hire a new bouncer. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> I don't want you to hire another bouncer. <laughs> don't replace me. <laughs> nah, good boy, Dan. <laughs> you're the best boy. <laughs> they're, they're, they'll be fine, though. No, sure. <laughs> the bone man's probably going to die soon. What? Probably gonna die. Soon. Just feel it. I don't know why. <laughs> Look upstairs. I heard that. I just feel it. If they're watching. <laughs> My heart just sinks. <laughs> Something terrible happened. <laughs> A threat has been made on my life. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, but if you yeah, need me, I mean, I'll be upstairs. Yeah, they'll be fine. Okay. Right. You have a just wonderful there. dinner. Oh yeah. Wait. Yeah, make the bread. Trying. <laughs> yes. Close the door. She's just here. Get out of here! (laughs) You're just here, like, stomping. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go upstairs to the room, then. Hmm? Yeah. They're all standing inside of Ethier's room up here. Um. Retoro, what what happened? Roll a constitution saving throw. What? I'm actually gonna die. That's pretty good, I think. 
13? Yeah, you're fine. Great. <laughs> you're all standing here. Okay. What is that about? You're all standing here. Latora, what? Where did you did you go? If you want to, because I haven't huffed in a few days. <laughs> 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 I knew you were an asshole. I knew you were It's been a few days. My bucket? Come on, man. Are you chunky? Is that why Barry was outside? Has he got the herbs for me? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> They're watching. Uh, I'll, I'll say you're fine. You don't okay. feel sick or anything. Okay. Or cursed. Yeah, yeah you're, you're fine. It's, for now. You know, just like a little bit of um. You had a little indigestion. No, I would say like a little bit of a like a fatigue. Okay. Mm. Kind of sets in. Okay. Mm. You know, because I haven't huffed in a few days. Yeah, just yeah. a little bit of a malaise. I mean, a little bit of brain fog. Mm. Okay. So where where did you go? What happened? I'll pull um, out my book. I I don't know where I was. Okay. Besides that, that like foggy, like mm-hmm. ashy smoke. Mm-hmm. Do I have any semblance of your surroundings? My surroundings. I would tell you that your surroundings feel very comparable to the visions that you have seen, in terms of being in an existence in which it is described to you as an empty void. Mm-hmm. However, there is indeed a floor. Uh, as of so far, for what you have seen and been described to you, this. Um, Wherever this place might be, it's material, but mm-hmm. not. Uh, feels natural, but as though twisted. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> I do not know where I went. This place was mostly empty. Not unlike the vision I saw in Adrian's basement. Just an empty nothingness? What was there? wisps of smoky ash ground beneath my feet and the woman with the mask mm-hmm. we have the who has the drawing of the mask I do is it best for you to look at it I'm not afraid of it what, what, what color was was the smoke? Gray, ash. Mm-hmm. That's definitively. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. it is exactly as drawn. Um. Mm-hmm. I met her. So you can see her. Yes. Well, it did. Not anymore. Not currently. I don't know where she is. She let you return. She sent me back. She sent you back. She's stuck there. 
Are you sure that you can trust what she says? She didn't give me any reason not to. Aside from a hole in your hand? She did not do that. That is what she claims. Anything else? Her name is Camilla. The same? You do not know? You seem to know something forced. I don't know anything. I'm just a good boy. Very well. <laughs> <laughs> and he makes the alarm die situation. I can't read. <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> Who are you? Um, Ratora, other people seeing that face has not boded very well for them. She does seem herself still. I'm sure Adrian seemed himself. And the other one, whose name cannot be repeated. She... Adrian was pretty fucking insane, Nesgrim. She spoke to me like a friend. Like she needed my help. Is that not how... That Mark spoke to Nesgrim like a friend in need I, of help. I, yeah, I, I'd say even more intimately than a friend, probably. Did she speak of this betrayal? Camilla's betrayal. The one that Nesgrim heard of? No. Then perhaps it is something else. She spoke of what she she was marked the same way I was with the the black spot not so much a spot her she lost both of her arms her the markings reached her face. Is that the reason for the the skull? Uh, you know, Y'all are doing stuff. She. The skull seemed to be hers. It wasn't covering. She told me about how she got marked. She was out with her, with her companions. And they struggled to remember the details. She and her companions followed. Is it that you can't read your writing? Do you want me to remind you? Um, it's more just that my notes are garbage. That's fine. But, I mean, genuinely, yeah. do you want me to remind you? I, I have no problem yeah, doing I'll, something I'll, like that. I know that it's a, it's a very tense scene, and sometimes note-taking is mm-hmm. not always applicable. Ritora would know. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I intend to tell them about her, her backstory 
Okay, so what so, she told you as to how she was marked? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So you inform your friends that she and her hunting companions found a diseased wolf in the northern parts of the woods of Nerenter after they settled it. And that they hunted this creature because they wanted to make sure that the game and the area effectively stayed safe and edible. They wanted to find whatever source this was to stem this. And as they did track this wolf, they found themselves face to face with a large cavernous area, so a cave that descended downwards, plagued black earth at the entrance to this cave, and as they descended it, they found a creature embedded into the cavernous walls. Vines erupted from the soil, ripped the flesh off of her companions, attempted to sew it onto the creature, their weapons as they swung against it broke and shattered and she as her weapon broke utilized her mouth to try to bite its face off and when she bit it the skull fractured and it entered her mouth and she fell to the ground dying and it instead of letting her die as she told you honored her by taking part of its face and embedding it into hers and flayed her hands off and then vomited two black claws and attached them to the areas where her wrists and hands were removed. And that's why you've got defiled black claws. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, that, the, the thing... Attempting to like fly and sew stuff. We had been told that yeah. by somebody else. The amalgamation. Yeah. In reference to dwarves Correct. in the mines, right? Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I tell you that story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. My biggest concern among the horrifying details is that I am worried that you are being manipulated. Adrian wanted a teacher, and it spoke to him as a teacher. Nesgrim is looking for love, and it spoke to him as a lover. You are looking for a friend to trust, and it spoke to you as a friend. It knows what you desire because it watched. It knows that you almost fled from us because you don't know who to trust. did previously speak of betrayal and she says that it did not this time it tried to coax Nazgrim against us it had her 
where we could not reach her, and it played no such game. I can't say that we can trust it, but it does seem to be, if it is the same being, behaving differently than it has been. She... She said herself that she is not in control. In control of what? Anything. Herself. Similar to how you were not in control either? Worse. But it is possible that you accessed a moment of clarity and spoke to the being behind I think that is what happened. She feels guilt for the things that she has done outside of her control, and has warned me that if I do nothing very quickly, I will suffer the same fate as her. What did she tell you to do instead of nothing? When I asked her if about the ritual, she did not know much. Unfortunately, it seems such an option did not present itself to her when she was able to utilize it. She was too late. I don't know if she's too late, but right now she's trapped there. And if I do nothing, I will find myself suffering the same fate or in what she seems to be maybe worse. I seem to have been spared only due to proximity, not being near this creature, whereas she was in direct contact with it. I did not ask her about the blade. That would take killing it off the table. At least, if you were to participate, it would likely consume you. Attempted to kill it already and failed. Blades did not work against it. Weapons did not work against it. And if this is the same, Camilla, that stood beside Osterdor, then do not imagine. We would fare much better. I think in not. such a fight. If we could even find the exact location of the being. She told me where it was. Mm-hmm. Its exact location? She didn't tell me step by step directions, but she mentioned it was northeast of her northwest Northwest. of the woods of Narenter and she told you the name would you again repeat the name the name is Sabarak Mm -hmm. S-A-B-R-A-K is that a language that any of us understand dwarvish Dwarvish? Mm -hmm. she told me means empty or broken S-A-B-R-A-K? Correct. Mm-hmm. 
And why did she give you the location? Does she expect you to attempt to kill it? No, it's don't fucking go there. Gotcha. (laughs) Understood. It's, yeah, I'm gonna make that one pretty fucking clear. (laughs) Not that I was interested in doing so. The exact opposite. Mm -hmm. Yes, and that's why she said it. Uh Uh-uh. No go. (laughs) So we are down to three options. And it's more like two as doing what it wants will likely result in the same as you going anywhere near it. What else do we need for the ritual beyond the items that we were given locations for? Uh, yes, you were there with when I imagine you all got the gems from Naivara, what gems we need and where to get them from. We have that list list Mm -hmm. and those locations. And we have a list of the herbs as well. Indeed. Is there anything further? I still need to repair my armor before we head out anywhere, and I would also like to stock up on supplies. Um, Think, perhaps. What's going on, Sarah? I didn't have my dagger with me. I forgot that I left my dagger with Christian. Mm Mm-hmm. Scratch it in. With Scratch your it in. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like you wouldn't be capable of doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have nails. Mm-hmm. I think perhaps I know somewhere that we could take How care of that. My armor? Well, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> we spoke to Christian yesterday. You were yes, there for I that. I was there for that. We could see how the dagger. I think perhaps we could check in with him again. As far as the ceremony, there was one more thing that was asked of us. And that is? Another piece of the recipe, I suppose you could say. We need five people. Okay. And they all... Including this one? Five plus her. And they all have to give something. Alright. The price of which could not be known. We have five, assuming that we are all willing to help. Not quite. I will slam my book closed. Mm-hmm. Is there a problem? Uh, I, I cannot help. You cannot help? I refuse. And why is that? We don't know what we're giving up. And our other options are? Nesgrim? We... Guaranteed death? Well, we spoke to Seraphina about other options. Uh, I... We found that if one person sacrifices twice as much, that will suffice. And given that Ratora and I kind of got into this mess together, I figured it was only appropriate for me to offer up twice as much to bring it to a close. That's... Generous? Honorable, even. It was very generous and honorable for Ratora to do what she did for me, so it's only right I repay the favor. I don't imagine that you will want to be around for a ritual you are so concerned with. 
will help you gather what you need, but I will not be there. Will you not even spectate and take notes? You have no interest in that knowledge? I, I do. I don't think you being there as a spectator would be such a terrible idea. Could be useful should others get into the problems that we have come across. Assuming Indeed. that he is willing to help in that moment, unlike this one. Perhaps you would think on it. Oh, already have. And I am not sure that I would trust you to preserve any other lives. Should we come upon danger in the woods, I would rather know that those that are standing at my back would defend it. How old is Felix? 30. 30. I... I say nothing. I trust Felix as far as being in the wilderness. I would trust him to defend us as I don't think he would fare well on his own. I think he would fight with us at the very least to save himself. Not a very strong bond. It's not, but it is one. At least we know we can count on him for defense. If we wouldn't last in the woods as a group, he certainly will not last in the woods on his own. And from what I can gather, given his unwillingness to participate in the ritual, he values himself quite highly. So I imagine he would want to return, and he would need us to do that. I am only going with you to help you. When there is knowledge to be gained in the woods, I do not find it strange that anyone in our favor, if, if any of you did not wish to participate, we've only known each other a few days. Some of us have backgrounds and things that have happened in our lives that have skewed our worldviews into wishing to do more than, say, the average person, but I do not fault Felix for his decision. I. I understand it. If I were in his shoes, I am not sure that I would participate either if what Are happened not to me... in the same shoes? How long have you known her? A few days, but I have had things happen in my life that I do not wish anyone to repeat. And if I had not had those experiences, I am not certain at the age that I am, the age that Felix is, would want to give up some part of me. But I will do it because I do not wish you to lose yourself. It is why I have done what I do in the city, and why I came to the most remote place there is. It is a duty I took upon myself so that no others have to suffer as someone I cared about has suffered. I trust Felix to have my back in the woods. There is knowledge to be found. We are friends. And as the journey continues, our bond will grow. But I do not fault him for, at this moment, not wishing to participate in 
something very dangerous. Nor can I. I said it before, just... I don't feel fully comfortable asking everyone to give something unknown up for my sake. I fought you on it earlier. I will not any longer. This is bigger than me. If this works, I think it's possible we can save Camilla as well. If we fail, I doubt I will be the last. I was not the first. And from what she told you, it sounds as though it would spread. Uh, you've said she before you're. It a plague. Yeah, and you've said you're not in full control all the time, similar to her. I imagine in the event you lost control and did something brash, perhaps it would spread to someone else and... I imagine that is what happened to Adrian. Hmm. I don't think it spreads like a disease. I think it will seek out a new target and use me to do its bidding. Remember what she said it was hunting her for. Said it wanted something that was strong enough to hold it together and that it was too weak to walk on its own, but it was so powerful that the skin that it would attach to itself would fall apart and not sustain it, and that she might indeed be strong enough. Hi, DJ! It's fine, dude. Don't worry about it. Sup, skin boy? Um, I think I may be its current target. Yes, that seems I'd, clear. Uh, I... You made of some sort of glue. Uh, no, but, um... <laughs> celestial glue of some kind? <laughs> this clay is faintly a prison. A prison is used to hold something. It needs to be held. I think perhaps it wants my body as a host. Uh, the first thing that wants your body, but sure. That's not the first thing. We can go speak to Naivara again. <laughs> she wants your money, Nazgrim. I'm all too willing to give it. <laughs> it sure is. Sip Nazgrim. Sip While DJ's... Uh, while Nesgrim's talking about his prowess. <laughs> Sorry, I get them confused. <laughs> Me too, Dory. <laughs> I am going to turn to Felix and speak into his mind. I understand your discomfort. I'm sure you can understand mine. If you are willing to consider there is time before the need might arise. You could reconsider, then I suppose I can trust you at my back. If not, I cannot make you stay behind, but do not expect me to give my life for yours. I wouldn't ask you to. 
Very well. So, yes, I think I may be his primary target. I love target. that you already did your duty for me. What do you mean? <laughs> Nothing. Oh. They're always watching. Oh no, the first has spoken now. The first has cast doubt. Go on, go on, go on. What do you mean? It's fine. No, it's what not. What are y'all doing? You, what did you do? I don't know! <laughs> what do you mean? It's fine. Well, um... Remember the order, Sarah. I know the order. I'm trying to figure out what he did. And you trust it. It's deceiving you. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> you laid it out for me. Huh? Well, uh, I think it's best we begin to prepare for our journey. Uh, I think the best way to start that is by getting my damn armor fixed. I think we should perhaps talk to Arthur about Christian, because we certainly cannot afford to fix your armor and get supplies with the seven gold from Olog. So our best bet is Christian, and if Arthur employs him, he must have some skill of something or use, or Arthur would not pay him. Well, I might know something about that also. Yes, and I can't remember who we were speaking to, but someone told us that Christian doesn't always perform best with an audience. Uh, he's had Rhetora's dagger for some time. Let's see what he was able to do with that. Okay, uh, what do you know, Yalumlo? Perhaps we can pay them a visit, and you can let me speak first? Sure. Sure. I can be quiet. Can you? I will do my you, best. You, you, it's questionable. You could do it. Definitely questionable. I truly wish I could cast silence. We also do have one other small problem. And that is? I am useless. Just do jabs. Can you swing a sword? <laughs> useless in what way? I cannot use my magic. This is all I have. Mm-hmm. Well, then you're not useless. We, we, we can spar. Bop. Bop and Nesgrim. Oh. Bop and Nesgrim. Uh, <laughs> you hit me? <laughs> Yalimlo was not here when... It happened. When what happened? Mm -hmm. She attempted to transform into a cat and instead transformed into a wolf. That's new. I lost and control. Did what? <laughs> Tried to eat a bloody rag and was not fully in control. And then I yeah, I attempted to retrieve the rag and she bit me. And then they made me stand in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Just Not facing the corner, probably just for in the, the corner. Best. It she was. was licking the, the blood. And she was still interested in it, even after I was put in the corner. I held my hand down and Ooh. caught her attention. Ooh. Well, we did not ask him to do that. He did that on his own. Had to see. We mm. certainly can't leave her on her own. No. Especially if she is prone to losing control. Indeed. The last thing we need is her attempting to fulfill her end of the contract before we are able to cleanse her. Hmm. Uh, Vorst has her bag of magical goods. Mm -hmm. That is probably for the best. 
Don't suppose you could be troubled to hold her if she starts to lose control? Good. I hold up I her harness all... again. <laughs> all I have is I got a leash this. now. <laughs> Without my magic. And I'll... Botnets. Botnets. <laughs> <laughs> Boop. What's up, BJ? This is a, a more mechanical question. Mm-hmm. Can I smite somebody else's weapon? Mm-hmm. Okay. When you make a melee weapon attack. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you're not useless. That hurt a little. <laughs> Don't humor me. I, I'm sure if you really wanted to swing and... Right, Bam! And hurt, you oh could. Oh my god! I, please don't attempt it on me. Uh, scars. Ritora, would you be better with a, a sword? Not made of metal, obviously. You mean like a bone sword? I have extra. You have a... You have a Perhaps you should not let her use any more no. bone weapons. Actually, no. <laughs> do, do, do you know where you got them? Yes. Of what? People. Mm-hmm. No. Probably not. Like directly off the bodies? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That probably is fine. Mm-hmm. Were they already swords? <laughs> no, they were bones. <laughs> you know, what, <laughs> did, <laughs> what did we say about that? Why do you walk like that? <laughs> yes. I am my legs. Did they have a bone skeleton? It could have yes, been a person a, carrying a bone sword the that mer- then died. The merchant Sally is. sword legs. The bone <laughs> There's man. plenty of scythers out yeah. there. He is. finds <laughs> dead bodies and he utilizes the bones. Yes, we discussed it's kind this of his whole thing. The just, first day that we met when I told you about the bear skin just, thing and I said that it was the skin of the first person that ripped me off the whole exchange. Do you remember? I, it was like I do. five days That's ago. That's very funny. Ago. I wasn't there for that. Yes, I, I told I had humorous. him rub the fur, and then I told him it was the skin of the first person that ripped me off, and then I said, just kidding, it's the skin of the second person that's that ripped me good. off. That is good. Yes. And then he helped sell my wares, which is wild. I did. I threatened How did he him. manage that? I, I A story for another time. Yes, Perhaps we should Christian? take care of the armor and... I, a bone sword, Ritora, it might help. Um, I have extra. We can discuss it in route. Sarah, and I'm gonna head for the door. Make a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> we know it to not be <laughs> cursed, so. Why would you say that? Are we whiz kid today? No. Not with that face, Paul. Ten. Ten. So I'll say when you ask her if she would prefer a bone sword, something compulsive overtakes like your jaw, and you just open your mouth wide. And you see these long, extending canines push down. And then her mouth slowly closes. Never mind. <laughs> did, did it resemble what Yes. Not, not in the same obvious, like, right. full scale, but yes. Definitively long, wolf-like canines protruded from her mouth. My favorite word has been taken from me to the forge, friends. Thank you. Yes. I'm, I'm at the door. Yeah. I'm on my way out. Cool. Does that feel like anything to me? I mean, it felt like something pulled your mouth open, and it felt like something not like your wild shape happened. But something me. started to change your physical form. Touch my tooth. Yeah, feels like a tooth again. Regular. Yeah. Don't, don't open your mouth. Like like that again. 
I didn't do that. <laughs> I think it's best we don't let Ratori use any Keep of those weapons. Uh-huh. I'll stick with my, okay. with my very strong stick. I thought stick. you were going to say it. I'm going to hustle out the door towards Yalomla. Yeah. Let's go get this armor fixed. Cool. Remember? Let him do the talking. Thank right. you. Mm-hmm. I will wait briefly in the room. Sure. Everyone exits. Yeah. Anything? Just looking around. Nothing that you can see. Uh, <laughs> no feelings, no instincts, no associations. No, chill. no, no chill. Yeah. I'll leave the room and close the door. Very good. Yeah. We hop back down to the road. Mm-hmm. Making our way to Christians. Mm-hmm. We stand outside. Mask up. Mm-hmm. Hood. Mm-hmm. I lock the front door again. <laughs> lock the door. Barry's still there. Barry's still here. Did you hear screaming in the kitchen? <laughs> I just I just pat him on the head. Have a good one, Barry. It's never good here. I know. It's okay. We gotta go, Ethan. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> me and you, buddy. What are you, where, Barry? Me and you, man. Where, Barry? Home. Home where? Uh, 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 oh, hey, there. You were talking about home, Barry? Oh, yeah, dude. We gotta go. Where, where is your home? I'm just gonna crouch down and look at him. Yeah. I mean, you can see that he's like a, a, a gruff, older-looking human man. Looks like he's in his late 50s, possibly early 60s. Really scraggly, curled, blackish gray hair like salt and pepper. He's got a very full beard. And he's got dark brown eyes. And you can see he looks pretty emaciated. He's in, like, rags and just kind of huddled up in, you know, like a fucking sack. Like, he's got, like, a torn, ripped-in-half burlap sack that he's just pulling around his shoulders and he's just shivering. Oh, uh, dude, I don't know. Where's home? Yeah, where, where do you normally stay? Streets. And a box or a barrel. Whatever's warmer. Have you eaten recently? Food? Yeah. No, I've been eating, like, snow and rats, man. <laughs> stop oh, eating so the cold. rats. Please stop eating the rats. What do you mean? Here's a copper. Go buy real food. Don't eat a rat. Cool. Thanks. You're welcome. Stop I'm, eating rats. I'm Barry. I'm Mesmer. <laughs> it's good to meet you, man. You too. I've continued walking. Yep. <laughs> That's a good guy. Yes. He gave me food money. Yes, not food. Food money. Food money. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna buy ale, man. <laughs> Growlers <laughs> open yet? <laughs> not yet. Oh, um, okay. But you, you said that we had to go. Why do we have to go? What do you mean? It smells bad. Okay. What okay. what smells bad, Barry? You guys smell bad. And I smell like shit. <laughs> B- bad how? Oh, like... Dead people. <laughs> <laughs> and we do the Retora <laughs> shuffle away. Do you, do you see things, Barry? I see you. <laughs> you see anything else? Anything strange? I see snow and I see buildings. <laughs> I see boxes, I see the food money. Um, Barry, can you meet us back here tonight? Are you gonna buy me dinner? I'll buy you dinner and a drink, Barry. Yeah, yeah, I'll wait right here. Okay. I really hope the guards don't stab me, though. I, have they before? <laughs> <laughs> he just pulls the like sack up, and you just see this like scar like just over tons his. Of puncture wounds. Yeah, just like a bunch of like little holes. I mean, I am kind of like a pickpocket, dude. Like I do get stabbed sometimes. 
Okay, sure. God, I gotta eat, man. I don't know. I don't want to eat rats in snow forever. <laughs> they don't even go good. It's like handful of snow, handful of rat. But now I got food money. Okay. And you just see him like smile, and he's got like half his teeth missing. He's just <sighs> okay. I'm gonna walk to catch up with y'all, Lulo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be back, Barry. I'll totally still be right here. Okay, if if we do not come back, buy yourself dinner, okay? Ale. Sure. Ale dinner. Yes. Yeah. Good enough. <laughs> Liquid bread. Liquid bread. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm going to run to catch up. I'm probably going to get stabbed. <laughs> I'm just going to walk away. <laughs> yeah, you guys walk over and catch up with your friends. Start heading north. We need to get him drunk. I think he might know something somehow. Everyone in this town seems to know something. He's and not all the stories Barry might have. <laughs> he also knew that you smelled like death with Vorst has pointed out. I cannot smell it, but he can. So unless oh, he she is... she smelled like that too. So unless he is like Vorst, which is possible, I suppose... I guess we could just start yelling around him and see if he tries to make us be quiet. <laughs> he, he might know something. Do you know a Barry Vorst? <laughs> I mean, not from your time in the woods, you know uh, about Barry the local pickpocket and drunk. Barry the bum. Yeah, Barry the bum. Nothing more than he's a vagrant. Yeah. And a thief. Okay. While we're yeah making our way up. Yeah, I'm going to pull out the rope that I have. Uh huh. Um, I'm just gonna mess with it and see if I can tie it in a way that it can quickly be cinched and uncinched. Yeah. Sure. Uh, roll a d20. I'm not gonna permit you to add your proficiency because I don't think there's anything in Retora's backstory that would give her. Any knowledge about that? Straight up 14 on the die. 14? Uh, I'll say that it's going to take you a while. You start to get the hang of it. I mean, it's about, like I said, a 20-ish minute walk from where you are up towards Christians. Mm -hmm. I won't say that you complete it to the point where you're certain of what movements you've made. Mm -hmm. You tie a couple of knots and you, like, loosen them and cinch them and, like, tie a couple different ones. But, I mean, I'm very open to the idea of you and I looking up actual knots and trying to figure something out between you and I. Yeah, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Anyone else want to do anything while we're en route to uh, the Enchanted Forge? Uh, Divine Sense. Where? Just... Just, just randomly. Just see. Just, uh, right, like? right here, wherever you've determined how, how we are. How long does it last? Uh, that's a good question. Mostly I'm just checking to see if I still get fiend and undead from Retora. Uh-oh, those are his other eyes. <laughs> uh, I'm looking it up now as far as... Like hungry eyes? Yeah, uh, I mean, I need to know where you are when you do it and how long it lasts and what the distance now. is. Yeah. Until the end of my next turn. So six seconds. <laughs> Where in route do you want to do it? You would be walking again the same path where you would leave Growlers, go west towards Guards Highway, walk straight north up Guards Highway, past the gallows, cast the Watcher statues, cast some, uh, past some more buildings, and past some more stores. At the Watcher statues. Cool. What's the distance? And what's sixty feet. Sixty feet. Celestial fiend undead. 
uh, anything affected by the hollow spell, hollowed spell, that is not behind total cover. Cool. Total cover is great. You utilize divine sense, you sense nothing from her, and I'm going to tell you that you sense nothing in the areas around you. Okay. That's not good. Oh no. Did I make a contract? <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. You're fine for right now. It's only been a little while. <laughs> you better puff, junkie. I don't know what it means. Uh, yeah, and you guys make your way up uh, the, the central portion, uh, portion of Guards Highway. Uh, you pass by uh, the gallows and the Watcher statue again. You see that there's not really any um, activity currently at the gallows. Uh, we're only about six days into Elsith, and nothing really has gotten too rambunctious in terms of the population. Uh, and yeah, you make your way safely back up towards the Darkstone building of the Enchanted Forge, and you just hear clanking once more in the distance, and fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> You're up. Christian? And he just stops and he just looks over in your direction. He just holds up his big oven mitts. Mm. Hey! Yes, you remember we were here earlier? Ah! It, it seems that we were after, after the wrong things earlier. Uh, Not the dagger. No, I was actually wondering if you had any shards of frost left. Uh... No, but... I'm a drinking man, and sometimes I win some, and maybe it's a good night for gambling. Perhaps we could speak later then. Yeah. I don't suppose you have the dagger that we left with you? And you just see, he reaches down and he just picks up the handle. <laughs> That's <not>. better. <laughs> not just not the dagger. <laughs> but just, just the handle. Yeah. You didn't want to stab, right? You just wanted... You did want to stab? Actually, believe it or not, I do not. You don't? I did it! <laughs> and he just runs over, like, clumsily and just hands you the hilt. I don't, I don't remember where the blade went. You may want to find that. Oh, you're wearing shoes. Right. And he just picks up this one boot and just looks at the bottom of his boot. It's not there. <laughs> Check again later. You never know. He puts his foot down. Okay. I'm going to look at his other foot. He looks at his other foot and it's not there. Oh shit, the forge! And he turns around and he goes to run and you see the dagger blade just like in his back. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> it's hot! I feel like soon. I just... I'm just gonna... Uh. Oh! Oh! Oh, I'm getting old. <laughs> Tight muscles. All this hard work. I well. guess I'll float it over to Retora quickly. I suppose if there are no... No frozen shards at this time, then later yeah, yeah, is yeah, good. Yeah, 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 I'll, uh... Leave you to it. Yeah, we'll have a drink. Leave you to it then. Thanks, buddy. Come along, friends. See you, yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck, fuck. <laughs> He's not even hitting anything, there's nothing <laughs> on the slab. Literally just, just hitting the anvil. <laughs> bam, 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 bam! Um, and I'm gonna start walking towards, uh, where Arthur said he lives. Yeah. Yeah, towards the northwest area, the, uh... <laughs> Aren't dwarves known, known for their craftsmanship? Yeah, I Can't generalize. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I don't know why I hate you. <laughs> just, just in me. 
I don't know my blood or something, I guess. <laughs> Very good. Uh, yeah, if you guys want to talk amongst yourself for a second, I'm going to pee, and then we can head on over. Does anyone need so, these? Very interesting, man, that one. <laughs> can't, can't really, really craft. Uh, it would seem that way. So at least on the surface. What the fuck is a frost shard? I'm not entirely sure. Just something I was told to ask about. So I think perhaps we will just have to talk to him later. Something that he might acquire, like a, a code word of some kind. Something like, like that. activates uh, his his powers. Um, <laughs> more an acknowledgement of the guild. It does. Uh, okay. It does seem gems hold some power in Hoshwamp, given the bread being baked. Sure. Yes, that's true. Perhaps we shouldn't talk about that. Yes. On the street. Yes. True. Uh, I'm glad I said it when he was Normal conversation. I'll say that out loud to you. Yes, absolutely normal conversation. Things. Fine. Your phone's up. Yes. A smile. <laughs> fine, fine weather we're having today. All right, this is not normal anymore. I'm, I'm just going to walk a little bit ahead of you guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> before you walk away, though, so what are, what are we doing about my armor? We're going back later? I'm not responding. I'm just walking in. <laughs> we have to talk to Arthur first. Figure out what's up with... Perhaps we can trade him some information. We have uh, a lot. Don't mention too much. <clears throat> we know about don't Benjamin. Perhaps we should lead with that. I just... I'll just not speak again. I okay, think that's, that's safe. Over my shoulder. Perhaps you should let me lead. <laughs> I agree. You and I. I and then you. Yes, of course. What am I supposed to do with these? What are these? Your hands? No. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> a blade <laughs> and a hilt. Well, that's <laughs> a hilt. Work on crafting. <laughs> Put that away. It, it has blood. What? Blood? Put it, put it away. It was... Stabbed into his back. Yeah, it's probably kind of bloody. You may not want to brandish bloody weapons in plain view. I hardly can say this is a weapon. It was a weapon. Maybe it broke off in the person's back that you stabbed. You don't want to give them any reason to question us, I think. Are you all right? I just had a thought. <laughs> I'm just gonna Is gesture towards my bag. <laughs> that was a. I, I had a thought. I need to try to remember. Okay. <laughs> Brain blast. It's like what do you think? Oh, ouch! The thinking. The thinking. Did I have a sheath for this stuff? I can't just put like a yeah, loose. Yeah, you do. You have a sheath for Yeah, the okay, I'll stick the blade back yeah. in the sheath <laughs> and put yeah. it safely. Yeah. I don't like when you do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just don't sheath. want to put a blade that's not attached to anything yeah. loose in my bag. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. Would you like to carry it? Yeah. I'm worried enough. Okay. I'm going to go back to working with this mm -hmm. rope. Uh, yeah, so I mean, you guys were told previously that Arthur is in the northwest corner of Slums West. Uh, you guys are in the north central part. Uh, I will tell you that where you are able to, uh, where you are currently, you're able to see two, uh, like, pillory arches that conclude in little, um, 
uh, pointed like spire towers at the edges of a building that is in your direction, like diagonal, so you'd be able to see one kind of like a little bit better than the other because you are at an angle. Uh, you can see that currently from where you are, it looks as though it is made of a beautiful pristine white wood and then white stone ascending up the towers itself to be able to be its construction. I'll tell you that that building looks fucking obviously really nice. <laughs> That's probably it. Yeah, like I wanted to make it visible from a distance mm. so this way when he goes northwest you can see it. Yeah. He had indicated that as we're approaching it's likely that guards will Correct. stop us. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we'll say that you guys based on your position for outside of the Enchanted Forge you know to go down one more street and then walk up that road. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going. Yeah, that would be my indication to you guys to go that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you begin walking. No one is familiar with the name of this road. Uh, but as you guys are here on the cobblestone path and you are walking further along, where is my man? There you are. Uh, yeah, as you're walking along this pathway, you pass by some, some nicer-looking homes where, again, they look like they are a uh, composite of both how we have here. Waddle and Dob tops stone bases, so this way you know that there is at least some element of resistance to the cold with the construction. Uh, as you're passing by these shops and homes, uh, you get about four buildings away from this area, and you can see that there's actually a small courtyard at the front of Arthur's home, where I don't mean a courtyard in, in, with the implication that it's grass. I mean it's a gated in front. It looks almost like uh, you know, the the arches of a doorway where mm-hmm. it would look like it stems yeah, like a out. Drive. Correct. It stems out and then it reaches like a, a, a pointed conclusion and that is where the front gate is. Uh, you can see that it's the gates extend about seven feet high and they end in the classical spiked uh, like arrowhead looking gates mm-hmm. and uh, fence posts. And as you're about three buildings away <clears throat> you can see that a well-dressed guard who looks, again, as though he is wearing the traditional plate mail that the guards that you guys have seen previously are wearing, and you can see that he's got the same long white cloak with the blue around the edges. You can see that he sees you guys walking towards this building, and he steps out in between two of the homes on the side, and his hand is just gently resting on the hilt of his sword, and as he steps out, I've got to stop you folks. Uh, not this way. Yes, well, we're here to see the architect. See him? Yes, he... Uh, perhaps he'd be interested to know that we were sent by the writer. That's the best thing about the architect, yeah. He's uh, quite good at design. Indeed. Uh, well, carry on. Thank you. Of course. Uh, your business, your business. He just kind of steps back into the shadows in the alleyway. <laughs> and y'all are still just here like, uh... It's going to keep going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
waddle our way forward. As we're walking forward, I'm just going to look behind me and check to make sure he just hung out in that alley. Yeah, I mean, he's standing in the alley. Uh, he doesn't look like he's a, a very tall man. I'll give you the description of him. He's about 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, he looks pretty young. Uh, he had short, slick back, slicked back black hair uh, and very light brown eyes. Hmm. But he looks you know, toned. He looks young. He looks like he's fit. Uh, he's a handsome-looking young man. Um, yeah, and you guys make your way to the fronted, the front gate area of this, and you can see that as you approach it, it is the traditional style gated area at the front, where in the light, like center of it, you can see a large A split in half. You can see that this is a gated home. Uh, should we knock? It's a gate. Mm-hmm. Quite a ways away from a door. Yeah, I'm just gonna go through. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> push it. You watch it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you push it open. Uh, as you're approaching this building, you can see that it's large and mostly immaculate. It looks pristinely kept. So again, the the white stone and white wood of it is met with little fragments of dark blue, uh, darker blue, like painted wood that forms like the the exterior in terms of the framework for giving it some kind of decorative pieces. Uh, as you approach, you can see that it is, again, a large, curved, dark oak wooden door. Uh, and you can see that there's a big knocker. <laughs> Thanks, DJ. <laughs> I was going to give it a better descriptive things, but I'm like, DJ, I'll enjoy this. <laughs> On our walk up, I would have, like, smelled around. Uh, mainly... Around the knocker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's mainly looking for, like, those funeral arrangement smells. Uh, so as you're approaching, actually, while you're inside of this courtyard, it is cobblestone in terms of the creation of the flooring for the courtyard itself. However, in various pocketed areas, you can see that there are small, about two, two and a half foot high, maybe only about a foot and a half, two feet, like, in circumference, circle constructions elevated up. And you can see that there are flower beds, and you smell fresh lilies. Hi. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. Gonna use the uh, use the knocker. Yeah, and you pull the uh, <laughs> extending down wrought iron bar and slam it like twice, and you hear it echoing out in the clang on your side, and you just hear. After a few seconds, you hear the stumbling of footsteps on what sounds like a hard uh, stone floor, and then you hear a voice calling out from the other side. It sounds like an older man. Just who goes there? Visitors for the architect. Oh, all right. That's fine. You hear the door begin to, like, click and clack of the locks opening. And you hear the door slightly start to squeak as it opens and pulls inwards. And you see this, about five-foot-eight man. Uh, very old, fully bald, uh, very pale white skin. You can see that he's got a little bit of, like, a, a gray, like, goatee where it's very short, but you can see, like, the stubble around the edges of his cheeks. And you can see that he's got dark, dark brown eyes. And he looks very wrinkled skin. Looks like he's maybe in his early to mid-60s. Mm. So, older than Barry. I was going to say, sounds a lot like <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but you can see that he's dressed in fine courtesan-style noble clothing, where he's got, like, the, the nice, tight purple shirt. He's got a... A heavier black cloak over his shoulders, but his arms are not through it. His arms are folded in front of him. 
and he's got these dark wool-lined uh, black pants. And uh, hear from the master. The uh, the writer sent us. Oh uh, yeah, very good, very good. And uh, Mr. Arthur expecting you. I do not believe that he knew that we were coming at this hour, unless, of course, he was keeping tabs. Might Ben, might Ben. Uh, it's possible. He does know us, at least. He did invite us, but not specifically now. Yeah, that's usually the way Mr. Arthur works. Usually people show up when they're in need. And we are... Needy folk. Mm. All right. Uh, well, come on in. I'll put you in the study and I'll go find him. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. <coughs> Guys, step in. Now you can see that it is a long hallway that stretches out in both directions. Again, it is a nice cobblestone flooring that looks like it matches the exterior. You can see that how we have in here wood frameworks forming the interior, and again, the waddle and daub for the height. Uh, you can see that as he begins to lead you down the right side of this hallway, that in areas, uh, as you begin to pass by a, a, a series of doors that look as though they lead into adjacent side rooms, you can see these large oil paintings of him and his family. And Don, I'm going to tell you outright that you see that that little boy is Benjamin. Okay, well... Good to know. Yeah, can... it's you walk by and you see Arthur, and you see the lady described to you as, well, what probably I would assume is Miss Hartwood. I will I'm tell you that point. she has the same dark hair as you have seen her in her current form. Uh, you can see that she has light, honey-colored brown eyes. You can see that she's got a very angular, defined jawline. You can see that she looks quite young, maybe only in her early to mid-twenties in this portraiture. You can see that Benjamin in one of the photos, well one of the oil paintings, is a babe in her arms. You see another one of her and a younger Arthur with his arm around her and a large baby bump quite visible. She in a beautiful white robe and he in again his traditional obvious nicely elegant purple. Um, as you continue to go onwards he leads you past three doors and this stumbling old man who takes a few clumsy steps, but gathers himself and <sighs> stops at a door to the left side, about four doors down, and takes out a large ring of keys. You can see that there's about ten wrought iron keys on this chain, and he pulls the ring over and inserts a key, twists the lock, and pushes the door inside, and Vorst, you are hit immediately with the odor of leather. Mm. and parchment and ink. Uh, you can see that he steps inside, and the room is quite dark. It's not currently lit. You can see that there is a tall standing oil lantern in the center of it on a table where it's elevated on a little bit of a gold platform like a pedestal. And he steps inside, walking directly towards this thing. Those of you with dark vision are able to see that the room is about... Uh, a little bit larger than this one. Again, same rectangular shape. It would look like it would include maybe the, the structure of the, the room right outside of us. So maybe 15 by 20. Uh, sure. But you can see that there are a pair of bookcases sparsely filled. 
Uh, so it looks like there's large spaces. Some of the books have toppled over and are horizontal. Some are still leaning diagonally. Some are standing vertically in the corners. And as this man steps towards this desk in the center, you see him again reach into his pockets and he pulls out a long wick candle. Uh, stupid myths often never leaves the lights on. And you watch as he flicks his finger against it and a little bit of a spark illuminates this wick. And he opens this glass encasing and he extends it inside. And you watch as it catches fire on this. And the room is filled with a nice moderate ambient light. It looks like it's about 15 feet or so worth of bright light and a few more feet of dim. So the corners of the room would be a little bit dimmer than the others. You can see that inside here there are two nice long leather couches towards the front angled out. So they would be in the corners of the two sides of the room, the bookcases on that, uh, on either wall a few feet ahead of them, and then this desk at the back of the room. How did you do that? Do what? Light the candle? Yeah. Magic fingers. <laughs> Just your fingers are magic? That's what they say, yeah. <laughs> At least when I was younger. <laughs> Nesgrim, you have seen magic before, right? I have, but I've not seen it. It's, uh, it's just fire, Nesgrim? Nesis, uh, openly used, I guess? I did not catch your name, sir. My name? Yes. Wembley. Wembley. Yeah. I am. <laughs> Thank you, Doc. It's really a good fucking butler name. I am Yalum Lo. Glad to meet you. That's a strange name, though. I've not, heard that, yes. Yeah, not many people named anything like that. <laughs> a fair evaluation. I am. I am Ephir. All right. Good to meet you. You as well. Strange party to see Mr. Arthur, but usually they are. I'm sure. I guess I'll go get him. Y'all want to have a seat? Sure. Uh, I'll start some tea. We appreciate it. Thank you. Do you mind if we peruse the books? Yeah, he would mind. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) There is personal effects. Where did you grow up? I didn't mean to actually look through them, but to more read the titles and such. I'll make sure he doesn't touch anything. I won't touch anything, don't worry. Uh, yeah, I mean, I... W- He'll sit right here next to me. I don't want to offend Arthur. Nesgrim? Yes, uh, I mean, you can probably ask him when he... They're not, my, they're not mine. I don't want to tell you yes and have consequences, you know. I won't touch anything. I'll just sit here quietly. Yeah, I... Probably for the best. Uh, any preferences on tea? Something herbal, please. I'll pass on tea, thank you. I, I really don't like you already. <laughs> <laughs> He's had some bad I drink tea, they no. don't like me. <laughs> I don't drink tea, they don't like me. <laughs> He'll have the same as me. He's been burnt before. Herbal as well, please. Okay. He's been burnt. Drank yeah, some something hot like tea that. Too quickly. Yep. Oh. What? Where, where did you grow up that you think you just get to go in houses and read the books and then chug the tea? <laughs> it's a long story. 
I don't fucking care, actually. <laughs> Stupid motherfucker. <laughs> he just walks out into the hallway and you see him just hobbling and he just pauses for a moment and he just puts his hand up on the frame of the door. God, I can't wait to just die and get out of this job. <laughs> and he turns and you see him just disappear. Does he close so the door? Seems you're pretty close as it is. No, he leaves the door open. That's he just. That's such a perfect old Seems fucking you're, butler. Seems like you're pretty close. And uh, <laughs> gestured in Esgrim to come sit near me. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> we should have insulted his name and give, made had him have a heart attack, mm-hmm. just like the last campaign. So, is he's out of vision? Yeah. I immediately go to the right bookcase. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Start looking at the titles. Cool. Roll for investigation. It's 21 with bonus. 21? Okay. So yeah, you can see that a lot of these are... Do you know the framing for where the thin lines would go around to stretch over the cover of the front? Uh, front of... Yes. The front of the book. So again, like the old... Uh, I guess the equation would be like the, the old encyclopedias where it looks like that mm-hmm. filigree design. Uh, you can look as though each book is not titled something. Books are numbered. And mm-hmm. like similar, like gold-plated ink of okay. like encyclopedia-esque things. What, do you, wanna, do you want to touch a book now? No, no, I just like the aesthetic. Yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of them are very dark leather-bound books, and you can see that it's, you know, again, like the gold-lined ink. I'll check the other bookcase as well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the same thing. You can see that, again, each of these, it looks like they're scattered, right. and it looks like some of them are numbered. What languages do you speak again? Dwarvish, Elvish, Common, and... My fun one. Very good. So I'll tell you that the numbers, obviously we would use the same system of numbers in each of them, but I'm going to tell you that some of them look like they're written almost with a different sense of inscription, as though the hand that is making it, if I write the letter 2 and Sarah writes the letter Mm 2, you'll be able to see that the hand writing is definitively different. So, no numbers repeat, but different numbers kind of weave through, and it looks like there's about 27 books here. So there's, they're not numbered in order. It's not chronological order. It looks like, you know, one is here, three is there, five is here. But there's from one to 27. Correct, yes. You would notice that with the investigation check that it looks like there's 27 of these here. Okay. Yeah. And for, like, the 2 and the 12 and the 2 and the 27 will look different? That, that's what you were suggesting? Yeah, that the, the handwriting for some of these things are different. There are ones that obviously match up. Right. Uh, but there are ones that look as though they were written by a different individual. Uh, yeah, so I'll say that, you know, if you guys have any conversation pieces that you want to have over the next few minutes, it's going to take him a couple of moments to gather Mr. Arthur. If you want to collect your thoughts for what you want to say, or if you just want me to grab Arthur. Up to you guys. I'm um, gonna scooch myself around to stand like next to the door. Okay. Ethia, uh, yes, I think perhaps we should save any discussion of Benjamin for a time when we are not in need. Okay. I do not know how. That is definitely Arthur Benjamin. would react. Yes, that much is clear. I'm not sure how he would react, but perhaps now is not the time. We have something we need to take care of anyways. Okay. I suspect he might know. He might know he may have put him there, but I don't know if he knows that he is missing. That is, that is recent. 
I will keep it to myself. For now. For now. But I will tell him in the future when the time is Did right. Did I ever tell the worst about the ambrosia? I don't... About I, the scent when he was yeah. there. The scent that you had? Yeah. When you were outside of the quiet night? Mm-hmm. I believe you did. Okay. Yeah, I, I smell checked outside of the, okay. the silent right. night. Only yeah, when we passed by it to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was looking for Lady Hartward snooping around. Mm-hmm. She, she didn't. And mm-hmm. uh, we also plan to ask him about my armor as well, or Christian, correct? Christian, specifically, yes. Right. Uh, and I mean, we could ask him. I know that we will be speaking with Christian later, and I suspect that we will be able to get your armor fixed. I yes, we, we've spoke sent him with Iris when you went to speak with Navara earlier. Mm-hmm. She knew something about Christian. Understood. Are you very confident he'll be able to repair my armor? Yes. Then perhaps we should not bring it up to Arthur? Yes, the, the money is the primary need. We need supplies if we're going to seek out the right. yes. reagents for this ritual. Right. We've set things in motion with Christian already, but perhaps Arthur will be willing to give us money for supplies. Perhaps there's something he needs out there, and we will be out there already. Iris seemed to think that he would be willing to help. Good. Should we be careful how much we tell him about the calls for our going outside? I wouldn't tell him really any of that. I... Yeah, don't think so either. I think we should be as vague as possible while still mm-hmm. providing enough for him to give us gold. If he asks directly, I would not withhold information. Yeah, I think I it's agree. best but not to lie to him. If he does not feel that he needs to know, then it can be spoken of at a different time if you're concerned. I don't think that Iris would have sent us to him if he were... Not a trustworthy man. True. Fair. We trust Iris, so we trust Arthur. I think Arthur already knows most things anyway. Indeed. True. And has paid us for knowledge in the past. Mm-hmm. Your names. Yeah, as you guys are standing here talking, you... What did you tell him before? What did you tell him before? Where are you from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where are you from? I think I told him... Just... But he knew that he was bluffing. Yeah. Yeah. He told Arthur that he was also from the Aveth Woods. Did I? Yes, you did. <gasps> you sure did. Yeah. And then you rolled real bad on your decision. Oh, yeah. And he a... laughed. <laughs> Alright, well, if he asks, I'm just fucking tell him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, as you guys are standing here, a couple of moments pass, and you hear again the, uh, the heavy, clumsy footsteps, and you hear... I will step away from the bookshelf when I hear the footsteps. Sure. Yeah. You take a seat, or mm-hmm. you... St- okay. Uh, so... You hear the clumsy footsteps once more, kind of awkwardly pausing. You hear the clattering of, you know, silver on silver. Fucking herbal tea. (laughs) Hate that smell. (laughs) And you see, entering into the frame of the door, you know, his back to the windows that exist towards the outside of the courtyard, you see Wembley, again, step back into frame, a decently sized silver platter with a silver teapot and some silver teacups. Six of them. I'll, uh, I'll stand as he comes in. Alright. Can I help you with that? That's 
fucking heavy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. He offers you the tray and the platter and everything, and you take it from his hand. Is it heavy? No, not remotely. <laughs> I mean, it's maybe like four or five pounds, but I mean, he just hates work. Mm-hmm. It's heavy, <laughs> old man. Uh, there's room on the desk. Very well. I'll walk it over and... Place it down. Mm-hmm. You know how to pour things, yeah? Each of you? Yeah, and I'm already picking it up to... He most, just, most he just like, <laughs> acts like he's wiping sweat off his brow, and you can clearly <laughs> see that there's nothing. It's hard. Hard day. Thank you. I'm gonna go take a nap. Indeed. Very well. Thank you again for the tea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. There's no tea in there. <laughs> tea. I've made it. I hope you wake up from your nap. I hope you wake up from your Sunday, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Not Magic Fingers, and you just see him disappear in the hallway. Why are you doing this? I wonder why everyone fucking hates that one. Because <laughs> fuck that guy, that's why. You <laughs> <laughs> say that with his tone of I'm just going to yell to him, you're right. <laughs> yeah, and as you yell that down in the hallway, and your voice echoes out into the hallway a little bit, you just hear... Uh, this familiar chuckle. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you're all back. <laughs> and you see Arthur step into the frame of the door and just kind of lean against the frame. Hello again, good friends. <laughs> uh, Arthur? Happy to have um, visitors. Yes, uh, Iris sent us. She said you might understand what it meant if we mentioned the writer yes uh Wembley is um, (laughs) uh, not the best at uh, always making sure that he tells me the things that my visitors are here for arrangements with but uh, at least he made the tea and I don't need to hit him Uh, that's (laughs) fine and he takes a step in and he pulls the door closed pour some tea Mm -hmm. well and check to make yeah. I mean, it, it looks like it's got a nice golden honey-colored okay. look to it, and it smells uh, quite quite aromatically fruity. It smells Ooh. very good. Yeah. Um, well, thank you all for uh, stopping in, and uh, please have yourself seats and enjoy the tea that my wonderful servant has made for you. And, well, I suppose we should get immediately down to business. Uh, busy man, busy day, and you all look like you're in a bit of a hurried state as well. Yes. He walks around the other side of the desk and yeah. he just pushes the golden pedestal to one side of the desk. We are in need of making an expedition out into the woods, the Felwood to be particular, and the mountain range just to the east. All right, uh, going into the shards, very good. You can you see as he just kind of leans down and with one arm still resting on the desk, he opens a large drawer, and you can see that he pulls out a very large leather-bound book, and he just places it down. You can see that he pushes the cover to the opposite side, and then he flips about halfway through this journal, and you can see that he reaches over to an inkwell, and he dips his quill in his inkwell. As he's flipping the book open, do I see the numbers on it similar to what's in the bookcase? On the exterior for the cover? No, this does not have any lining on the exterior of the spine of this journal. Okay. Um, well, uh, an expedition. Yes, um... Bellwood and the Shards. Indeed, uh, 
we have to acquire some herbs and gems, and we are unfortunately uh, undergeared for such a journey. A little short. Hoping that perhaps we could make some sort of arrangement. An investment, absolutely. Indeed. Uh, typically my designated businesses are in investing in individuals such as yourselves. And, well, uh, this is going to be quite an interesting one for you all, I suppose. Uh, especially for those of you who are newer in the city and have not yet uh, stepped outside the walls. Yes, that would be about half of us. All right, and um, an advancement and some belongings, some equipment required. Indeed. Whatever you might normally provide for such an occasion would be most appreciated. Yes, um, I'll... I have some ideas in mind for you. You watch as he just lowers the the quill to this piece of paper, and he just quickly makes a line, and then you watch as he rips this page out of this journal. Um, well... And he crumples it in his hand, and he's just looking at you all. As for any other requirements you might have, things that might not go on a list. Watch as he just tenses his fingers around this crumpled piece of paper in his hand. How do you mean? Well, um, gems and herbs and things of this nature. If you're looking for an advancement in coin, uh, it's no problem. Something I'm quite eager and happy to provide for such good friends of mine. And you watch as this small little wisp of smoke starts to rise out from the center of his, like the edge of where his thumb and index finger meet. And he opens his hand and curls his fingers and you can see that the paper is gone. Um, yes. Uh, very good. Um, your items are being gathered as needed. Very well. I do not suppose that there is anything we might gather for you from these locations while we're out there. Hmm. hmm. Do always enjoy bartering. Uh, if you're looking for things that will take you into the shards, Perhaps there, as you traverse a little further east into the paths of the Forgotten Roads, uh, perhaps you could look for me in sight of those old dwarven ruins out there. Uh, those smiths were quite experienced, and uh, unfortunately those teachings have been lost to us, and uh, it's been... Far too difficult to find individuals who are willing to explore Fellfarthen. And you're looking for what in particular? Inside of Fellfarthen, uh, you'll find a forge that I believe my 
good friend Christian might make use of some of the tools if you can find them for him, as well as any uh, formulas. His knowledge is unfortunately quite hard to come by. Any books then that we find? Yes, instructional material that would be able to assist him in his artisanal exploration. I imagine that these texts would be written in the Dwarven language. Indeed they would. Felix? Mm Mm-hmm. I suppose you would be able to more readily spot these texts? Indeed. Most helpful. Well, as you uh, explore Felfarther, if you uh, come across anything old and dark, I might be uh, a little bit more keen to reduce the interest on this transaction. Old and dark. What do you mean by by dark? Oh, um, some things, uh, when they are burnt uh, quite suddenly something magic happens and those things can be uh, repurposed uh, forged I suppose you could say so, so like old uh, fire rusted tools or something I think you'll know when you find it my good friend Ethier Okay. Daggers, for example. No, not daggers, sir. We will keep an eye out for such artifacts. Yes, and uh, even if you're not able to bring a whole one back for me, even if you bring parts or pieces, still be valuable to study and again try to repurpose. I think Ethereum may be familiar with retrieving old pieces. Yes, quite possibly. Or they might have been a bit more solidified than your friend is accustomed to dealing with, but uh, curiosities. I understand Uh, that. Yes. For sure. I believe you do, my friend. And, um, thank you. Thank you for your assistance in this matter and your discretion. Oh. Uh, discretion is not something that I need to be thanked for. It is part of my design. Understandable. And in future, uh, I would ask you to please be more careful with the words you used around children. Perhaps antagonizing them is uh, not going to always draw just the ire of the child, sir. I apologize. Yes, uh, understood, I suppose. Uh, You're just quite an interesting man. Not the first person to have said that about me? No, and I do not believe that I will be the last. I hope not. No, I think that there will be uh, many things of interest to you in Felfarthen, and I hope that you enjoy your trip. Thank you. Of course. 
Uh, where should we retrieve the items from? What do you mean retrieve them? You said the items are being prepared. Oh yes, they're going to be brought. To Delivery. Here? To Growlers? Yes. Understood. Thank you. Yes, uh... Things of these nature uh, should not be delivered in day. And... Understood. Well, I have my networks and uh, things are appropriately designed. This way, your discretion is what matters. I have no part in anything that we've just discussed. Indeed, this meeting never happened. No, it did not. Is there anything else I can assist any of you with? The woman in those paintings. Who is she? My wife, Catherine. She's very lovely. She was quite lovely. I'm very sorry for your loss. Yes, I plant the lilies in her memory. Her favorite flower. Yes, pardon me for not for not knowing. Oh, of course, sir. I understand. Uh, no offense taken. Did she pass not long ago? Only a few years, yes, sir. Quite ill. Yes, I, I too have lost someone just a few years ago. I understand. Yes. Um, the loss of a loved one uh, changes a man, does it not? It does. It does. Yes. And I would tell you that uh, sometimes loving one can feel like a curse. And sometimes that love becomes a weight that is too difficult to bear. Was this the illness? Something akin to the rot, I believe, yes. Um, strange for Catherine to have caught it so many years after the initial affliction. But, <laughs> those fucking dwarves. You can see that he, as he is sitting here on this side of the desk, that he, like, clenches his fists as he brings them up. Um, yes, uh, We need not speak on this matter if you care not to dwell on it further. None of you here are dwarves, so <laughs> no worries. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, whatever it <laughs> is that happened to them, uh, I've always simply wondered why them in particular, but not yet found that answer as much as I am looking. And as you all look inside of Felfarthen, I would caution you against uh, some of the lower areas that the fools might have dug down into. Uh, some things below should remain so. 
and they're known to dig up bad things. Understood. Thank you for the warning. <laughs> of course, yeah. I mean, you all are the ones uh, risking your lives to assist your lovely friend here. Yes, I still smell it on you. Uh, it's uh, not a scent that's ever left my memory. It is related, then? Yes. Didn't uh -huh. see it, but... Uh, their screams have not left my memory either. And, well... I've lost quite a few good friends that day. Do you mean the riots? Are you referring to the mines? I do believe that is what he is referring to. Yes. How did you make it out? It didn't want me. Do you know why? Not a dwarf. I think it didn't see me as a having whatever it might have wanted those dwarves to have had. I lived because, well, there were enough there that were worth eating, and I was not worth eating. The brothers, the dwarves. Fortuitous day, indeed. Yes, uh, thanks be to Hostador. <laughs> Quite literally. And, uh, well, as we fled, uh, could smell it on the ones that did run with me. Smell it all the way fucking back to this city. And what little I was able to, uh, keep in those broken bags, well, bought me this. Quite a day to be not worthy of something horrible yes I hope to never be worthy of something so horrible but uh it seems unfortunately that your friend here has been so chosen and uh my condolences to you dear I fear uh, you'll all be digging quite oh, soon perhaps your good fortune on that day will be sufficient to bring some good fortune to Victoria. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, Should it not? Last time we met, you seemed interested in information about the Aveth Woods. Very interested. Perhaps we can make a bit of a deal. I am a man who enjoys a bargain. <laughs> there may be some questions I can answer. Wonderful. Perhaps there are some that I could answer for you. I don't have much in exchange besides my answers. Information is more valuable than you might think. Brought you all here, did it not? It did. Might I ask you one question, Arthur? 
I can ask you one in return, of course, Mr. Ethier. Sure. Happily. Um, you mentioned, uh, uh, thanks to Ostador, essentially, quite literally, I believe were your words? Yes. Well, what did you mean by that? Funding? Oh, uh, I guess people who have not, a uh, dog don't know. We always uh, thank Ostador when we cross that threshold. Into the mines? Yeah, people, uh, you change when you walk into something so dark. Something so lifeless and hopeless. Feels where fortune ends, and that's why we use Ostador's name. What his name means. The lucky one. Lucky and blessed. Indeed. Yes. So who would you recommend we thank before we step into the wilderness? Definitely not the thing that's inside the mines. Definitely not the thing that's inside your friend's hand. Indeed. If they're all that different. I doubt it. As for who to thank, uh, you can use my name. I'm sure that the creatures in the woods will remember me from my times as a younger man. Uh, I owe you a question, but I do have one more. Sure. I know you do not like uh, dwarves. Yes. For the most part. Of course. But you were mentioning Ostador being called the lucky one made me think of uh, a dwarf that I know, uh, Lorgus the Lucky. Do you know him? Remind me of him, Mr. Heathia. <laughs> uh, he operates a, a leather stand. Oh, it's skin. Oh, no. Thank you. Oh, God. Well, that's cursed. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what about my good friend? Just, uh, the word lucky made me think of him as to why he's called lucky. Well, <laughs> runs a skin store. <laughs> you guys can go on a joint venture, skin and bones. Yeah. <laughs> bone man, he's the skin man, it's fine. Well, uh, I think you should ask him someday what made him lucky. It's a good tale seen many things. Sounds like it. Yeah. A lot of people in this city have seen more than they're uh, usually willing to talk about at first, but uh, again, this is why information is so valuable and why I enjoy my business. And now for you, Mr. Ethier. Questions for you. Of course. Have you seen my wife? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. You watch as he just kind of like pulls the teapot over slowly towards himself, just running along the lines of the woods, or the wood on the countertop, and he pulls a drawer open, you can see that he pulls out a small little porcelain teacup, and he begins to pour tea into the teacup. Mm. Ah, I figured. Strange that she's still walking, eh? People drink tea. It's fine. She asked after your son. Ah, uh, Benny. 
lovely little boy. Said he was lost. He was for a while, yes. Is he safe? Yeah, Wembley's not the uh, best thing to play with, but I guess it's better than uh, Bone Man, as he called him. I suppose so. Yes. I, I did try. Yes, you did. And in your own way, I think it is uh, quite endearing for a man not uh, remotely well-equipped to deal with children to at least put in the effort. If we see your wife again, can we let her know that your son is safe? No. Understood. She did mention that he did not have his guardian with him. Oh. His bear. Yes, bear me. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> he didn't have him. No, but we do know where he is, I believe. Yeah, he's in the room upstairs. His bedroom. The, the bear is? No. Oh, you, wait, you know where Bear me is? I think so. Where is my son's guardian? At the orphanage with a small child named Nina. Thanks, Mr. Ethier. Very welcome. glad you told me. And as for my second question for you. When the time comes and well if I have to lay someone to rest uh, could I count on you to do your thing? Of course. I wish to give her some kind of peace if I still can. I understand and anything that I can do to help I certainly will try. Appreciate that. And, uh... Out of character. What? Did you describe his teacup? Porcelain. Does it look familiar? Yes. God damn it, I knew <laughs> it! I wasn't gonna ask, I just assumed it was. I, yeah, as soon as she said porcelain, I was like, oh shit, it's... I wasn't paying attention, I missed the mm -hmm. porcelain. Mm-hmm. The matching set. <laughs> and uh, questions for you, darling. He just slowly mm -hmm. takes a sip of the tea. How can I help you? He did pour from the same teacup, right? He poured from the same teapot, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's drink some of my special Like I said, brew. it uh, <laughs> seemed you had questions about yes. the Avith Woods. Ah, yes. Uh, we have a debt to settle, I figure, seeing as you don't have much hope in my return, now might be the best time to do that. Very fair. Um, hmm. Well, how is the old chap? He ran me out of town, so... <laughs> he does that. Has he done that before? I guess uh, I'm not, not the one asking questions here. Not, not to me. Uh, <laughs> Ran you out of town, though? That's why I'm here. What for? 
you're familiar with... Quite familiar with the dirt. With the dirt? Yes. And he just literally (laughs) shakes the teacup. I'm glad I didn't have any. And kind of smiles. I... I was his student. Hmm. Helping him, or so I thought, heal the land. Heal the land. (laughs) It's funny now. Isn't it? How we set out to do good and end up doing so much bad. You can do good things for a bad reason. I want to do bad things to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Arthur, you, you did say the type of man that enjoys a bargain. <laughs> I oh, do. Mr. Nesgrim. <laughs> My good friend Nesgrim. What bargain do you have for me? What things do you want? Hmm. Stab her. Why? Why not? Doesn't seem like a bargain. Is it not? More of a demand? No. What would you give me if I did? What do you want? Don't you want to be free? I want to help my friend. Stab her. I want her to be cured of this condition. Stab her. He's not wrong. I suppose if you're dead, you're cured, but... You didn't say kill her. Nope. <laughs> I don't think that would be safe. Why? Stabbing people generally is not considered safe. Absolutely. What is the outcome that you are pushing for here? Why Mm. would you have him stab his friend? Have you not tried? No, I haven't. Are you not curious? Curious about... I am now. Would it defend (laughs) itself? Have you not tried? You did try to touch... Retora already. <laughs> and I'm gonna take my longsword. Nesgrim. Nesgrim. Um, Perhaps not. Maybe Wait. not. Especially not a sword. Wait. I... And you watch as he just puts the teacup down. <laughs> you considered it. Hang on. And I'm gonna... You see. I'm gonna hold the blade in my hands. No, no, I, this is. I think he's proving a point. Bonk you with the hilt. <laughs> Back. It did not try to defend itself. Make your attack roll. I'm Make not a wisdom save. Not for damage. I, just yeah, respect that. Make your attack roll. Okay. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Oh thank God. Oh, I thought that was a two. Uh, what? I saw a zero at the end. Mm-hmm. I was concerned. Come on, Dean. Just crits. Work with me. <laughs> That's what I was afraid of. I saw zero <laughs> with the She basically flips dead. around. And... <laughs> oh, shit. That's 16. 16 to hit. What's your armor class, Sarah? 13. 13. So you 
You said with the hilt? Yes. So you would elevate up and bonk down. I would with hold the, the blade in my hands and just. You're going to hold the blade in your hands. Like, that's fine. Sideways yeah. and just. Okay. Bang. And you. you know. Yeah. <laughs> so you go towards Retora as he is visibly laughing <laughs> that he has recommended this and that you're doing this. And as you go and you clasp your hands around the edges, well, around the blade, so that's why you're not touching the serrated edges, and you tap her on the head. Uh-huh. You watch as the hilt, the edges of the metal of your sword, contact her, and you see her wince slightly. Make a wisdom saving throw. What did you do? How to find out. Uh, that's crooked as shit. Yes, it okay. Is. <laughs> All right. Ooh, okay. That's that's. Let's go, whiz kids. That's a nineteen. Nineteen. <laughs> yeah. You tap her on the head, and you feel this strange chill inside of your chest, running down your spine. Uh huh. And you feel yourself resist this pull. To embrace Ratora after you strike her, as though you recognize that you hurt your friend, someone you love and care about. And you see, as you look her in the eyes, this slight smile come across her face as you hit her. A smile that does not feel like Rotore's smile. Mm-hmm. A smile as though compulsively you hit and she smirks in your face almost condescendingly. And then it's gone. Almost like a that didn't hurt type of smile. Yep. And Arthur sits here. Look at him. Anything you tell him, he'll do. Well, not anything. And you wonder why it chose him. Yes, well. I'm just gonna The one nod. time he didn't do is the time that it was most concerning. Interesting. Am I still smiling? No, or it's like it... literally a flash. Like you get hit, and as you're closing your eyes and like wincing from the pain, you smile. Did it you bonk don't... her enough for her to bleed? Not to bleed. No. I no, because it's the edge of the hit, like the hilt. Mm-hmm. It's like unless it opened up the yeah, the wound the on the wound side of your the head. Bird, yeah. Yeah. I you raised a valid point that. You know, we hadn't tested if it would defend itself, so it was worth it to try. And as best I can tell, it did not outwardly defend itself. A very trusting man. Yes. Uh, again. A boon and a curse. I would tell you to be uh, cautious to the demands that you listen to. Probably best. Because maybe something will demand something of you someday. And it won't be a stranger like I am. Perhaps it will be a voice that is, uh, much closer to your heart. I'll be aware of that. And that maybe it will, as I did, tell you to stab her. And I will not. And you will not. Very good. Don't let it be him. Of course comes to that. Yes, uh, sorry, my dear, but uh, if they can't, they have to. I understand. Forgive me. Uh, it seems the 
plague that we brought back is still festering. Unfortunately. Yes, indeed. Has, I guess I haven't unwrapped mine. Mm-hmm. If you want to unwrap it, you can. Yeah, I want to see if it's yeah. grown. You unwrap it, and you want to look to see if it's grown? Yeah. Make a wisdom save. Yeah. I have to make one too now. 17. 17. You, as you look in to your hand, you see stretched outward along a line of white snow a feminine hand from about elbow down of lighter white kind of ivory skin. I will tell you that it is comparable to what you've seen of Nesgrim's mother. Mm -hmm. And you see this hand and the fingers dig into the snow, and as it parts the snow, you see that it reveals to you amidst a small patch of black earth a dagger that looks very similar to the one in your possession. My possession? His possession. His possession. With the blade and point stained with blood fresh. And you hear her cry out in pain. And it fades. The size of the... Is it size? Size. Looks about the same. Are you all right? Sorry, foolish question. What happened? Seems I've seen something. Yes. Some dreams, some nightmares. Unfortunately, don't always leave us, do they? They seem to stick around. Yes. Yes, they do. And I know all too well. Perhaps you could find extra when you're out looking. And perhaps you're dead might be settled. Find extra? Yes. Please. Of what? Second ritual. Please. For you. Not for me. Understood. And 
Benjamin does not have long either. Hmm. And we're gonna end there. I knew it. I knew it. Oh, that's why he knows. Well, nothing ends a session like a good dawn groan. It's like a race you know, car. That's how you know it's been good. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I bonked you. Mm-hmm. See, but maybe don't just do whatever anyone tells you. To it do. is also there is value in what he said. I'll yeah. tell you that. But yeah. you do need to be careful about who you listen to. Correct. Yeah. Well, it was an interesting question. Would it try to defend itself or would it try? Hmm? Only one well, way to find out. Friends, thank you very much for watching tonight. Uh, thank you for the follow, the bits, and the sub. Uh, much appreciated. If you guys are new here, make sure you follow us. You can find us again. We stream D&D three times a week. Uh, You can check out our website, notgreatrpg.com, for more information about us and all kinds of other fun stuff. Um, We have all of our stuff as recaps and VODs, uh, so very easy to catch up, so please go check that out. Um, We'll be live next on Friday at starting at 6.45 p.m. Eastern time for the start of my next campaign, The Lost Kings of Adorus. Finally... Uh, we're beginning on Friday, so please, if you have time, uh, be there. I'm very excited, um, and I know everybody else is excited, so I can't wait. Hypes and chat for that. Hypes and chat, yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see you guys Showed on. Showed uh, the artwork for that on this past Friday. Yeah, we did. Yep. Mm-hmm. If anyone wants to go back and see that. Yeah. Also played Snake Oil. It was a lot. We of fun. played Snake Oil. It was a great time. Um, yeah, and then we'll be live at Sunday on Sunday. At five o'clock for the Veiled Forest of Orphigo. Thank you very much, friends. Have a good night. Bye, friends. Good night. Goodbye.